Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seggy Station. Just a man that has a nickname, always out to say with no shame. Monday, January 31st, 2022. Hope all is well out there with everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Hope everyone enjoyed the NFL Sunday we had yesterday. That was absolutely fantastic. Rams, NFC champions. Bengals, AFC champions, as they are set to meet in Super Bowl 56 on February 13th, 6.30 p.m. NBC is the start. Super Bowl is set. Obviously, we got some stuff to talk about when it comes to the football games that happened yesterday. Chew stopping by today. We got some MLB lockout, MLB Hall of Fame, and particularly some other storylines along. You can find along in the MLB. Obviously, NBA continues to get through their season with obviously COVID still impacting all of the sports world at this point. And it's crazy to see just how many things are happening in sports. You got Rafael Nadal winning his 21st major title, which is the most by any tennis player all time. I saw Luke List, who after 206 career PGA Tour starts, picked up his first PGA Tour victory over Will Zao Torres in a playoff at the Farmers Insurance Open this weekend. Obviously, NFL rules in terms of the headlines and no bigger headline than what broke Saturday or what did not break Saturday with some conflicting reports from Adam Scheffner and Jeff Darlington with the reports of potentially Tom Brady retiring. So obviously, there's some stuff, plenty to touch on there. And obviously, all that broke the internet. Seems everything at this point breaks the internet. And everyone's out there looking for clout, likes, views. I don't think it matters really what you're doing at this point. You could be podcasting. You could be trying to advertise yourself. You know, I've had a few couple great conversations over the past week about basically how I'm advertising myself here on my podcast, trying to get people to follow along, like, listen. When also I should probably be trying to advertise myself as a PGA golf professional teaching golf and all the passion that I have for that as well, Um, kind of transferring what I'm trying to do with the golf business at this point in time. Um, Right now, currently working at Essex Indoor Golf Center, which I've shouted out a few times and definitely all, anybody that can check that out should certainly come check that out because I think there's something popping there. There's plenty popping in sports and Chu should be popping through the door any moment. Should be a good show today. Fired up to talk to Chu. Got a lot going on this week, so looking forward to getting in here and talking some sports today. Right now, it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk. Microphone is always direct. Time to reflect. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast. As always, you can follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page, at Seggy Station. Always got a live version of the podcast up on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore Dree. It's a streaming world, so come check me out streaming on my Twitch And also still got the podcast out on Spotify, which a lot of people are canceling. So we'll see if people still listen to my stuff on Spotify. Should be a good show. Excited to be here today. Um, I've gotten to a point where I've got a lot of people trying to stay in my corner and keep me battling, keep me fighting and grinding. And appreciate all that love. And um, I'm trying, I'm fighting, and I'm... Trying not to doubt myself, what I'm doing here with my podcast, talking sports, what I'm doing throughout my life to get to this point. And I think I've really found a few things over the past week. Um, It's been a tough journey for me, and I feel like I've said that here a few times before. But when you're podcasting 
for as long as I have, you end up finding yourself in cycles of news or headlines that may be repetitive, um, that may bring up some times in the past, and I think I've been battling with that. Um, Obviously, if you've listened to me on my podcast uh, for about almost four years, coming up on four years now, um, with also some other tragedies along the way and loss along the way and dealing with relationships and friendships. You know, you got to be careful who you call your friends and who you keep in your corner. Uh, look at Tom Brady right now. Um, you know, I thought I had myself and a friend that would at least answer. Um, won a fantasy championship. Can't get a hold of my so-called friend to pay me out for my fantasy championship. And it ain't that serious to me, but... At the end of the day, that seems pretty weak, soft. I like to think of myself as a passionate, genuine, kind-hearted, hardworking, emotionally intelligent, um, self-aware person um, that gives not only sports perspective, but life perspective um, with some of the things that I've been through. And I need to stop doubting myself and what I bring, not only to my podcast and to anybody that listens to my podcast, but I owe that to myself. Um, Just seeing some of these stories in sports, OBJ getting to his first Super Bowl, Um, as I mentioned, Rafa winning his 21st uh, men's title, Um, and just how things change. Change is a constant thing. Um, Giants go from being the worst team in the NFL over the past five years, and I think made the best two hires thus far this coaching cycle as the NFL coaching vacancies continue to get filled, Um, one being named yesterday and Josh McDaniels heading to the Raiders as long as he doesn't back out again. Um, And then there's obviously the funny stories, um, the funny stuff I like to call it here on the podcast, the positives and negatives and all the headlines that are provided in not only the sports world, um, but obviously with COVID, which I haven't talked much about, um, but just constant variants still forming, constant people still dying as the death toll is up over 900,000. And you see the type of division um, the United States has, particularly not only with sports, um, but I think it's been exemplified with COVID. Um, and the vaccines and kind of how you feel about COVID and taking it out of COVID, how you feel about sports. You can look at how people look at different takes and how people react to certain people because of their takes. Um, I don't think that's necessary. At this point, I think I've constantly beat my head against a wall that really isn't going to change. Change is constant in a sense, um, but forcing change, trying to manipulate things, um, never seems to work out in your favor. Um, they say the good guy, the nice guy never wins, um, the average guy, but they also say that guy tends to go through some struggles, some failures, adversity, and it's what that person does. Are they able to pick themselves up? Are they able to fight on and continue Or do they fold? Do they give up? 
and I think that's exemplified myself as a person. As much as I can come in here and talk about the downing things like death, um, breakups, uh, loneliness, friendships, um, there's a lot of positives to take from all those things as well. Um, even though it's a sad situation. So at the end of the day, I think I've grown as I'm waiting here for Chewy. As I think about Rich, who comes through and talks on my podcast with me once a week, once every other week. As I think about the people that I asked for some feedback on my podcast who reach out and gave me a little feedback, knowing that their support is still there, knowing that whether I'll ever be able to see or talk to any of these people again, the thought of the support is at least still there and keeping me going to a point where I do have a lot of things I still think to do, just like everybody. And it's just a matter of getting there and how we get there and who gets us there. And I think at this point, I have a lot of people, particularly formed from this podcast, that have continued to try and help me through this time that I've been going through to try and unleash this passion of talking sports, this passion of talking experience, thoughts, opinions, views. You know, I watch a lot of sports talk, listen to a lot of sports talk, been watching a lot of other streaming services. You know, is there something that I do that isn't as good? Is there something that I do that's better? What makes my stuff good and bad? Um, overthinking a lot of stuff. At the end of the day, I don't think any of those people are overthinking any of the stuff they're doing. And I think that's kind of got me into this rut that I've been kind of going through here. I'm slowly climbing myself out, my way out. Um, learning to appreciate what I do have, what I am doing. The talent that I feel like I do bring to the actual platform of being able to talk about anything it's not just sports there's plenty of people that have podcasts about friendships life tragedy counseling for me i think my podcast has been a combination of all of those because it's mine and i've learned to appreciate i can do what i want with it just like your own business just like your own car, your own house, your dog, your own kids. Everybody raises and does those things with all those things that they want to do. And most of the time, they're not going to listen or take much advice from anyone else, even if they're friends or family. And I think that's also a very interesting point as well. With this blast off of streaming social media, everybody having something to say, it kind of puts people in this, what does my voice really matter, what what am I saying, putting it up to perspective with everybody else, just be confident in what you're doing, I feel like I 
was extremely confident in what I was doing, lost track of kind of where I was at, lost myself, been hearing more and more takes on it. You're not a bad person because you get fired. You're not a bad person because you got dumped. You're not a bad person because you've been through some loss and are trying to figure out how to deal with that. I do feel like at the end of the day, nothing will ever be able to bring any of that back for myself. And maybe I will be never able to fully recover and move on. But there has to be a time to try. And I say that with all these things going on with sports and whatnot, and hopefully True going to be here any minute. Um... Because I love to kind of fire in and talk some sports. And how this weekend played out and good beats and bad beats. And I feel like sometimes I just get into a rant. Feel all these type of feelings and emotions that I'm sure I've mentioned this many a times here on the podcast. I can't be the only one feeling. Well, if that's the case, why does it feel and seem like I'm the only one feeling this way? And it's this constant battle, man. It's a mental grind. It's the... Seeing how AB's been treated, seeing how people react to Jimmy Garoppolo, seeing how people react to the situations that have confined themselves with sports and COVID and vaccines. Kyrie Irving, Novak Djokovic, Aaron Rodgers. Seeing the type of Views that Pat McAfee gets, I think, and Joe Rogan and all these things I was talking about with Rich the other day, they're doing, they get those because people obviously want to be there and listen to those people. So if I can get myself more rooted back to just trying to do that, I think we'll get some of the type of content I've always dreamed of. And we're about to get some serious content here because Chu is coming through the door. Psyche's topic of the day. Enjoy the show. Turn the recording on. Yep, go ahead. Um, so that list of uh, quarterbacks to make the Super Bowl in the first two years, that's pretty funny. We missed that first half, but that's all right. That's all right. Um, Dan Marino, Kurt Warner, Tom Brady, Big Ben, Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, and Joe Burrow. Those are the only quarterbacks to make the Super Bowl in their first two years. And the ones who have won it, it's a shorter list. You got, uh, obviously, Tom, Big Ben, Russell Wilson, and... Um, if Joe Burrow wins it, that'll be pretty incredible to be on that list. Uh, he's an absolutely fantastic player. I love what we've seen. Obviously, his college season was incredible. And then you see him come into uh, that team with an awful offensive line. Uh, he did kind of turn their whole team around last year, even before they had Jamar Chase and some of these other pieces. Uh, he was, you know, got his knee shredded up. It's incredible to see him come back and perform it the way he did. Yeah. It's, a, it's awesome to see. And he, he just... Um, this kid just oozes confidence, which is what I love about him. Uh, no uh, scenario, no situation seems like it could be too big for him. Obviously, it's still so young and early into his career. I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch with him. But you obviously have to be very excited with what you see. Uh, there's a clear reason why he was the number one overall pick. But I also think we got to get into a little bit um, kind of one of your knocks on Brady is something that I think we need to keep in mind here with Joe Burrow. They don't get to the playoffs without Joe Burrow. Certainly not. 
but the defense and the way they stepped up in that second half was absolutely incredible. That last drive in the fourth quarter, when the Chiefs had the ball uh, in the red zone and they were able to make a couple stops, defense absolutely locked it down. They forced the fumble and had uh, KC recover it with two seconds left, uh, push it back 17 more yards for Bucker, who nailed the kick. It was just absolutely incredible. But like you said, whole team effort. Uh, shout out, hats off to Joe Burrow. But again, a huge team effort. That defense played amazing. Uh, Eli Apple, the Twitter finger king, uh, he got absolutely cooked for a majority of the game, but I do tip my cap to him and say that was an incredible tackle on Tyreek Hill to end the first half. They don't win the game without that play, so he did make a huge impact play. But also, dude, like, Former chill, you, giant. Get, you get burned every other fucking play. You Former held giant. him in the end zone to set up that play where you got the tackle. Um, I believe they took you off Tyreek Hill in the second half, and the only two times you did cover him, you got cooked for a 30-yard pass and then that P.I., so... Uh, you also dropped the interception right before the interception happened in overtime. So it's just one of those things where it's like, chill, bruh. Like, what are you on your third team in like five years? So just like take a step back. But uh, hats off to them. And then as far as the other game goes, you know, I'm not going to sit here and badmouth um, the defensive back who dropped the ball. I saw his tweet. You know, he knows he's, he's screwed up. He knows he'll probably be remembered for that. But, you know, he's going to keep grinding and hopefully make something out of it, gets a chance to make some big plays in the future and stuff too. But, no, you got to point fingers at San Francisco as a team. Kyle Shanahan, definitely. Jimmy G, they all deserve finger points because you were up 10 points in the fourth quarter. It was one of the biggest comebacks in a championship game ever. Uh, so, yep. Uh, it's just kind of it's one of those with things. With the one right think, before it yeah, being 18 points. It was, was even bigger, yeah, yeah, which is crazy. But with that one in particular, I don't think you can point fingers at a defensive back when the team just... In that fourth quarter, you had the lead. It was very similar to the Super Bowl two years ago where you count your chickens before they hatch and don't finish out the game. Yeah. So um, Let me push back a little bit here because I had the recording off, so I have to get mm-hmm. in everything that I threw out you. Yep. Um, tart I, 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 I believe if he intercepts that ball, the Rams lose that game. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, so in my opinion, I get what he said. No excuses. I deserve all the criticism my way. Opportunity I dream of. I came up short. Let my brothers down. and still won't define me as a player or person. Only we got stronger and better. Believe that. That's that's inspirational to me. Yeah. Um, because if I go and put my head on the billow last night, if I'm Jaquaski Tart, we lose the game because I literally couldn't catch a wide open ball in it. And I will also say, as much as I'm happy for Matt Stafford uh, getting to a Super Bowl, um, his wife Kelly Stafford, who had like a brain uh situation, and they're celebrating on the field, and OBJ, my guy, getting to a Super Bowl, and Aaron Donald having a chance to win a ring, and your guy Von Miller getting back and having a chance to get a third ring. I'm excited for all that. But what is crazier to me is the fact that I think the Niners basically win that game because of that throw by Matt Stafford. There was a lot of questions of like, oh, is Matt Stafford the guy? Can you get us to a Super Bowl? Can you win us a Super Bowl? Like, yeah, Matt Stafford played well. I think he had like 350 yards, a couple touchdowns. He did have that interception on the first drive, tip pass, forcing a ball, which he probably could have had three points in his pocket anyways. And in my opinion, you end up potentially losing a game on that too, depending on how the game plays out. Either way, um, Matt Stafford tried to throw that game away. And I think that was one of the knocks on Matt Stafford. Like He throws a lot of picks. He led since week nine the – intercept uh led the league in interceptions since week nine um you go look at his fourth quarter stats however he has 13 touchdowns and zero interceptions and in the fourth quarter yesterday he had 121 yards and did not turn the ball over so he did come up big 
OBJ coming up big with 113 reception yards, which is the first time he's been over 100 yards in two years, and now he's That's in the Super Bowl. See, yep. um, and it's impressive. But I think what the most impressive thing we're watching is the Bengals. And I know I kind of already told this to you, but I'm going to rattle through some of these again, and then we'll switch off these championship Sunday. Uh, Super Bowl 56 will feature uh, two head coaches. They're both under the age of 40. That's the youngest coaching matchup in history. Sean McVay is 36. Zach Taylor's 38. You feeling old yet, Chew? I was talking with uh, Rich the other day, uh, last pod, feeling old. Uh, Tom Brady potentially out and retiring. We'll talk about that before we leave. Big Ben, Sean Payton no longer with the Saints. These are guys that, for as long as I can remember watching sports in my mm-hmm. eyes, have Same. always been on that team. Yeah. So it just makes me feel really, really yep. old now. It slash, does. I just keep feeling more and more old when I'm like, damn, I'm the same age as Giannis and this is his resume. Mm -hmm. And like all this shit that kind of goes on in sports, it's just, it's kind of wild to me because I don't think Sean Payton's not going to ever coach again, but he won't ever coach for the Saints again. Mm -hmm. And that's something we've seen for a whole life. Yeah, Um, he's been a head coach for, so it's interesting. But the only two players starting QBs that have won a national championship and a Super Bowl, Joe Joe Namath and Joe Montana, it's looking like Joe Burrow's going to join that category. Joe baby, the coolest of them all. And I think that... If he can do that within th- a three-year t- time period, it is so impressive. Mm-hmm. And I already kind of rattled it off. You can listen to it on the Twitch. I won't repeat it for the recording. But, like, that to me is pretty impressive to a point where, like, if he does get this done, it's going to be kind of hard to argue that this wasn't one of the best two seasons that were put together in a three-year span by a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I also think is funny is a lot of people talking bandwagon fans now, like the Bengals, like on this run. Like, yeah, we saw it kind of like the Giants. Like, they get on a hot run, and they're not going to be consistent. I think the Bengals will be a consistent yeah, hard defense, fight yeah. going forward. I do, too. They Even in an AFC North, home, that's yeah. kind of filled and packed. Um, tough being the AFC North right now if you're a Browns fan uh, with yeah, kind of how you thought, thought played thought it, it out. And now you got OBJ and in the Super Bowl, and OBJ was on your team. And wow. Yeah, yeah. kind of wild. Um and then also just the fact that they were so close against but is, the Chiefs is it, last it is interesting how you can maybe call Chiefs. this a bandwagon one when you go look at some of these posts. 2015, Cam Newton is Superman. 2016, Julio Jones, the GOAT wide receiver. 2017, I have a Jalen Ramsey jersey. 2018 and 19, I watched Pat Mahomes since college. I think we can keep the Chiefs out of that. I think we can be able to keep the Bengals out of that. But the Bucks, I don't think you can keep out of that. Let's transition into this. The 2020 Bucks. Um, I do just want to get a couple things in because we did uh, miss it on the recording. Uh, you had talked about the overtime rules, and you made a great point about how the defense made a stop. So yep. it's not always just um, what it's been and what it's been in the headlines. Where, yeah. But I do still think, even though it worked out the way it's you know they want it to work out, I think it's only fair moving forward. Um, I was happy to see that it worked out the way it did, that the um, Cincinnati forced a turnover and then they were able to win the game. But I still think moving forward... They need to come to an agreement to at least give both teams a chance to play offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, even if you give both teams, uh, the team scores a touchdown on the opening drive, you give the other team a chance to match it, and if they don't, then boom. Or if they match it in 7-7, then next score wins, is my opinion. I think you at least got to give the team – it's not – I mean, I still think back to last week and the Bills didn't get a stop and stuff too, but the way Josh Allen was playing, it's not fair to just see him sit on his sidelines because of a coin, but – you know, with that being said, it works in funny ways. Uh, it worked out in the opposite way this week, and now the Bengals are in the playoffs. So yeah. It's pretty cool, pretty cool. I think it is interesting how it worked out the opposite way, because when I saw that 10-1 stat, when I kind of saw the thing going mm-hmm. into overtime, when I oh, thought I, about I, how I everything went down for the, the Bills, it's like I, f- I still feel like both teams should have a chance to have the ball, mm-hmm. but that's not the rule. And as much as 
I think maybe the rules can be changed because we can change rules. Um, you got to stick by the rules here. And it's like, you, if you're the Bills, you know the rules. And if you just gave up a 44 yards in 13 seconds for a game-tying field goal, like you think you'd want to try and get a stop, knowing yeah. that you get your guy, Josh Allen, a chance to have the ball and win the football game. So to me, that's on Bill's defense. Sean McDermott, a, a Bill, uh, defensive it coach. It is, but that's also um, a product of that situation. With the way that game went, with all the touchdowns in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, 25 so, points whoever, under, under the whoever, final two minutes. Yeah, the coin toss was scoring on their first drive, and that's a fact. And that's why that game, while it did cause a lot of controversy with the overtime rules and stuff too, I feel like it's a little bit of an outlier because you see – you know, how hard fought it was for, you know, 56 minutes or whatever. And then the last four minutes, everyone was scoring almost every play. It was an, so fun to watch. But I think it's a little bit of an outlier in the sense of, you know, obviously it was an overtime game and it worked out the way it did. But I think it's a little bit um, tough to, you know, look at that one and say, we immediately need a rule change. Yeah, I think, I do think, I think you're right, forward, too. Uh, they if should, the Chiefs if, they won that game yesterday, then, it's, then I think that Sean rule would have been changed. Yeah, I did see him yeah, say that. He did tweet, if they had uh, won yeah. the first drive, the rules would be changed, guaranteed this offseason. Just a couple things to clean up, because, mm -hmm. you know, Pat Mahomes, he's now 37-1 and when leading by more than 15 points in a game. That includes playoffs. He was 37-0, and lucky number 37, um, after Big Joe Burrow took care of that 18-point comeback. Uh, the 18-point comeback uh, that I was referencing earlier happened, I think it was in 2006. Yep, the 18-point deficit in 2006 AFC title game. Oh, wait, let me guess. That 18-point deficit happened to be the same it. exact me... score, 21-3. to That was the Patriots ended up losing to Peyton Manning and the Colts. Yep, Broncos broke through and so did Peyton Manning that day. The only two quarterbacks to beat Mahomes in the playoffs are Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Mm hmm and there are some other cool things in regard to that. I saw that the Rams, January 30th, 2021, traded for Matt Stafford on January 30th, 2022. They're going to the Super Bowl. Kind of crazy to see how those things came full circle with all the obviously big moves they made to buy all in. Because you know how we talk about, and it's obviously it's so sudden, and you talk about what's in the news now, but – um. I saw someone bring it up, and I think it's a very interesting point. Uh, Mahomes won the Super Bowl two years ago, made it back. Uh, he's been to four straight AFC championship games. Um, I don't think it's the case, but a lot of people are like, oh, is he like Aaron Rodgers now? Is he never going to win a Super Bowl again? I think Mahomes will definitely win at least one more Super Bowl in the future. But, you know, that team's getting older. The league as a whole and the AFC is getting better. It's definitely an interesting thing. Just It just goes to show that you could be so fantastic and have these great teams and stuff too, but you're not guaranteed to win a Super Bowl. And I think we're so caught up with like the, and that's the thing with Aaron Rodgers too, where it's like, oh, is he in the upper echelon of all-time quarterbacks because he only has one ring and stuff too? I think it's a little bit of a silly argument because if you look at the list of guys who have multiple Super Bowl victories, it's, I mean, it is goats and stuff too, but you have, who do you have? You have Tom obviously leading the pack. You got Bradshaw, you got Montana, you got the Manning brothers, you got Big Ben. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm missing someone here. Uh, Bob Greasy. Bob Greasy won too, but I don't believe he actually started the 17-0 game. You know, um, the moral of the story here leg, is it's tough to win multiple. Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting and at. And I think that's kind of the point we've and propped up with Patrick Mahomes saying, oh, he's, he's going to win, win seven. I think it's hard to fathom. 
Exactly. And I mean, before Tom came along, the fact that two guys had four in Bradshaw and Montana was just incredible, you know? And I think Mahomes will win more as it goes on. I certainly think Josh Allen will get to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow yep. is there too. But it yep. just goes to show where it's like, this time last week, we were talking about Pat Mahomes winning another one and all that. Is he the great? And now all of a sudden, it's like, is he going to win again? Did Joe Burrow? Let me say, so let me say so this real quick because I'm yeah. glad you brought this up because yep. I do think it's kind of wild to the fact that Pat Mahomes yesterday in the first half was 18 to 21, 220 yards, three touchdowns, and, he had and a one biggest... 149. He was at 98 QBR. QBR. Yeah. 98 QBR in the 1. first 3. half. He was a 1.4 in the second. It's the largest gap in a player's QBR by half in the playoffs since QBR tracking began in 2006. Minimum 10 attempts of each half. Tail of two halves for Patrick Mahomes, clearly. Yep. But it just shows you how quickly things can change. And that's the thing I'm telling my brother about football. like Because he's trying to tell me it's right. Dude, it's one game. It's the same shit the Giants did. You're trying to tell me that and Eli Manning is better that. than Tom Brady? Nope, no, but, but Eli Manning was better than Tom Brady two day. times. On those two days. fucking exactly. times. And, and I'll out. drive that to the bank every day of the week. And I will agree with that. That is football. Yeah. That's football. And that's what the Bengals are doing. Joe Burrow was better than Patrick Mahomes yesterday all the way out if you're going to go throughout the game. If Pat Mahomes has that second half that he did in the first half and had the first half he did in the second half, how's that game turn out? It's all about a matter of how things play out. you got to give props to where uh, the teams that win the two. And that's how I always talked about we, NFC Championship game last year. Tom Brady had an amazing first half. Threw three picks in the second yeah, half. Yeah, shouldn't have won the game, though. Exactly. And that's how it worked. You know, but they won the game. Yeah, and that's how things change, though. Exactly. If they had lost that game, you're not saying that Tom Brady you know, had a really good game. No, yeah. Those but they picks. won the game. Won the game. It changes so how you look at him having three picks in a game. Yeah, yes. And that's absolutely my point in some of these things that we talk about. And especially when you're talking about these type of quarterbacks. I don't think Pat Mahomes is never winning a Super Bowl again. No, no, no. But I think think it's important to announce that the fact that he is going to now try and live up to winning, what, five multiple, more than that, Super Bowls is asking a lot of the rest of his team as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just him. Well, that's what I Because even what Joe Burrow did yesterday. Yep. You still need your defense to step up. You still need Jamar Chase to make catches. And it's the one thing I've genuinely learned to appreciate the most about football and my Tom Brady take is you can't do it by you yourself it by in yourself. football. I'm glad you're starting You to, can't I'm, do it I'm by glad, yourself I'm in football. We're at that point. And so That's it's it. like just more and more people need to start feeling that way, though, because they won't. And I know. Well, that's what I would say to you, too. Uh, with the Joe Burrow, play the basic and stuff, too. But you know, because that's the thing that you own. said. That's the thing that you yeah. said that I, I push back on. Big Josh Allen guy, big Bills guy. I don't think he's guaranteed to win a Super Bowl. You just lost Brian Dable. No, you just said lost play, off I said your coach. Sure, yeah. But you think Josh Allen, the type of guy, the guy that he just had in the playoffs, run he just had in the playoffs. You're like, uh, yeah, this guy and what he did last year in the playoffs and going forward, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we can win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. It's it's not even guaranteed. Yeah. Josh yeah. Allen might have an incredible career. It could be Dan Marino. Unreal numbers and never, never win a yeah, Super Bowl. Never even that could there. actually yeah. happen. Which also gives look me this like, praise look, look at a guy for like a guy Rivers, right? like Tom Brady who has seven. Like like Let's Phil touch Rivers on this for a second, though, dude. Because I, I saw this stat. I had to do it on my phone to uh, actually make sure it was right. That Tom Brady has won 12% of the Super Bowls played. I'm like, what? That seems like a high fucking number. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Seven divided by 56. It's like 12.7. Yeah. It's played in 10. 10 divided by 56. That's got to be like, what, 20% right below? I mean, when you put this shit into perspective and you go look at this dude's numbers, I ain't going to pull up any of his stats because I really don't give a fuck. He's first in everything. Mm -hmm. He's first in all the stats, all the statistics. 
710 crew. What I find most interesting about what happened to Tom Brady this weekend, though, is you got to trust who your friends are. Like, for what happened to Tom Brady, it should never happen. Like, Tom Brady, similar to LeBron James, similar to Michael Jordan, similar to we've seen it before from other athletes besides LeBron James, want to control the narrative of their situation in terms of when they try and leave the game and their retirement and how it goes down. Press conference, decision, Instagram post, whatever. Tom Brady wasn't even going to do that. Wasn't even able to do that, I'm sorry, because from what I've gathered, and you know who I, how I am, I've done a lot of reading and research into this since it's happened on Saturday. Tom Brady's agent, Tom Brady's father, and the Buccaneers have said that Tom Brady... Has not gave him no. any type of decision yet. No, not yet. But there are also sources close to all those involved that I just named saying that Tom Brady has given him hints or ideas that this is coming on his timing and terms. Mm-hmm. Now, in this era of reporting and leaking and getting reporting out there and being the first to report all this stuff, it's interesting how it always seems to be the same guys. Well, of course, because it's the same guys doing it. Like, so it was just like weird thing to me. Like, I reported Tom Brady was retiring. Like, what the? That ain't that ain't nothing. Who the fuck? Who's even gonna listen to that? But like, what happens if I was out to eat, a restaurant, whatever? Like, you, it's just crazy to me. All right, so Adam Schefter or Jeff Darlington, one of the two, find out from somebody in Tom Brady's circle, camp, whatever we're calling it, that he's thinking of planning on retiring this season. How, why in the world would you go and do that to your quote-unquote friend? And the only reason I'm saying this is I think it's interesting to find out people you think are your friends, they're really not your friends, bro. Like, I know who my friends are. I can count them on one hand. Um, you know, I used to think, okay, this dude's my friend. Like, not my bro in terms of chew, but, like, he's my friend. Like, he'll hit me up. He'll talk to me. Whatever. Well, if they stop doing that, when you win a fantasy championship and need some money from it, it's like, what the fuck is that? And it's like, to me, I I try and put some of that shit into perspective. That actually happened to me. Where if I'm Tom Brady's friend and I know any of this information, putting this out there, I think it just makes Tom Brady look bad. I think it makes Tom Brady look bad. Because if you're Tom Brady, well, now what's happening? Now a lot of people are like, oh, well, is he actually going to retire? Is he not going to retire? Oh, well, if he decides to retire, you know, we all found out about it before we wanted to. And does that damper how Tom Brady is going to be able to express that to us? I think it does. If he decides to come back, which we're still all waiting to find out anyways, what's the actual case? This is how I figured Tom Brady's retirement would go. Like when I saw that post come out on Saturday, the report, it was... I'm sure like you were seeing and a lot of people, as much as I hate this man, as much as I could talk shit about this man, as much as I feel like I'll be on the side regardless of how statistically great he is, how many Super Bowls he is, however many props I'll give him, he's not the greatest player I've ever seen. That's just, I'm never going to be like, yep, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play the, the position. I just, I just, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not so gonna go with it, that. Though? So who is it? You're doing it out of spite, or you it's not even out of reason? spite. I think it's you just need more time. Like my my whole thing is, you can't say Pat Mahomes is better than Tom Brady yet, but can I say that Pat Mahomes is a better quarterback than Tom Brady is currently? Then yeah, I think 
I think you can you can say Pat Mahomes does things at the things at the quarterback position that Tom Brady has never done, and for that, that makes him a greater quarterback. Doesn't mean that Tom Brady isn't better than him statistically. Doesn't mean that Tom Brady can't match up in a game with Patrick Mahomes. He's beaten him before, obviously. It's when I'm looking just strictly at the position, I, I see some stuff that a lot of people are saying right now, Joe Burrow might turn into the next Tom Brady. Everybody's trying to turn into the next Tom Brady, aren't they? Like, everyone's trying to get to that level. My only point is the winning for that and all the statistics come to that from a team effort. It is not just Tom Brady doing all that. That's always how I've been on Tom Brady and my take on it. Tom Brady's great. He's phenomenal. But he has Super Bowls because of defenses, running backs, missed calls, lucky breaks, all kinds of that. And that's, that happens. Over 460 yards in a Super Bowl and multiple touchdowns and leading a huge comeback, yes. Yes, and that yes, and that mm-hmm. happened as well. That 100% happened as well. Mm-hmm. And the way he went out in that loss to the Rams is also yeah, incredible gotta, too. Gotta you want to know why? Because if he had won that game, a lot of people would be saying all the same shit they say about him. Right? Absolutely. Oh, he's incredible. He won. Do you want to know that what was... I took away from that game, Chew? My same take that I've always had. These games that he comes back in, the, he doesn't come back into them because he's turning up the notch and the team all of a sudden turns it around. No, the other team throws it away. The other team lets them back into the game. And that's always been the case in these incredible comebacks. I think You I can think... look at all of them. It's, and that's fine. You got to make plays. But the other team is not making plays. And, and that is the combination of him winning some of these comebacks. I, I got to get in. And that's, that's, that's just the way I stand on it. All right, my turn, my turn. I'll let no, you in on it. I, I feel you. I think with that in particular, and I forget who was calling the game, because it was Fox, right? It was a Fox game, right? Yeah, last, last night, yeah. Yeah, so I think it was either, it must have been Troy Aikman or someone. They put it into perspective really well, and I think this is something that uh, kind of goes unnoticed with Brady a little bit, but... Just having him on the sidelines at this point in his career, and you saw it in the last game he played, the other team, they know it's not over yet. They were kicking their ass. The Rams were kicking their ass, and they started making these mental mistakes that you don't see teams make. When Tom Brady and the Patriots came back against the Falcons, the Falcons started making these stupid plays, awful play calling, tough turnovers, you know, just not playing these guys seem to have like a little bit of a fear. Yes, dude, but that's not like a Michael Jordan type. That's fine, but that's not against him, and that's what I that that, that Tom Brady doesn't get credit for that though. Tom Brady does not get credit for the Falcons botching play calling and, and and conservative play calls and shrinking up. Tom Brady does not get credit for the Rams fumbling two balls out of a running back who hasn't fumbled in two seasons. Cooper Cup no fumbles in two years fumbles the ball. You don't get credit for that. Not- those are those are unfucking fathomable mistakes that happen that get him to be able to be back in that game. And they still lost the game. The, the Cam Akers thing, I think, because the first one he hadn't played like all year, that fumble, I think that was just kind of a freak accident fumble. They happen every once in a while. But the second one was kind of, I think, a little bit more on Sean McVay and the team. They wanted to get him in there because they were up so much already. They wanted to get him prepared for this week where they just played yesterday. And they threw him back out there, and that was tough because he fumbled again. Obviously, you never expect Cooper Cup to fumble. And when that game was happening, I shit you not, I was watching the game, and they were coming back, and it got to a point where I was like, there's no way the Bucks are losing this with the way it was going. It actually had me thinking for the first time, is this shit rigged with the way it was going? And it actually had me thinking that. Like, is this actually rigged? Like, how is Cooper Cup fumbling? How is Cam Akers Yeah, and that's what everyone says. And stuff too. But no, it's, it's just like my way, brother. It's just the way it's the like my brother saying, no, yeah, it is not. It's, There's the no, it's not rigged, but, I but wanna... that's the type of shit where you can question if it's rigged because mm-hmm. that shit happens yeah. in Brady games 
That should never happen. That's what I'm saying. I think there's a little bit of... Because he's played in so fucking many. He's played in so That's many. like he's a longevity in, he's thing. He's played in three seasons. It's just ridiculous. Three full seasons worth of playoff games. But is he but playing in those games because of him? Is he playing in those games because of the rest of his team as well? Like, to me, it's like, okay, a couple so a of the seasons, like, no. yeah, he's has a credible season. We're playing because of him. Well, a no. couple of those are the, his first couple seasons... He's still getting his feet wet. Are they fucking playing in those games because of him? No, they're no. playing as a defense and time so drives. Like, time it's, drives. Uh, it's just, it's airspace to me, dog. The it's like look at the, the shit group. that Tom Brady has accumulated over time is too too much to fucking even debate against and argue against. But there still has to be some type of respect given to this side of the table that I'm on. Because I'm not spitting fucking lies here. I think you're just not listening to me. <laughs> I truly think you're just not listening to a word I just said. No, I'm 100% listening to you. I always listen to you. Well, you just I went was... back. I just got to say, because you just went back. Is it Tom Brady doing this or is it the team? I think it's a culmination of both. You look at Tom Brady's yes, career. Yes, and, that, and started, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yep. So his first couple of Super Bowls. I agree right? with that. First couple of Super Bowls. He was a game manager, didn't turn the ball over, timely drives, great yep. defense, the leg of Vinatieri, tuck rule, whatever you want to say, yada, yada, yada. Fair. Game manager style player. As he progressed into his career. You look at the 18-1 uh, and one season. He had one of the best stati statistical seasons as a quarterback. He turned into from a game manager to a slinger. And yep. then as he's gotten older and the offenses have changed around, and stuff, he's, he's changed his game around a little bit. He still airs it out every once in a while. The last touchdown pass of his career as of now is an absolute beautiful bomb to Mike Evans burning Jalen Ramsey. But with that being said, it's a culmination of both because he also plays the game manager role and stuff like that. What I'm saying is it's a team sport, but having a guy who's been that successful on your team, it's like playing against a LeBron. It's like playing against some of these great players where it adds an extra level of like, oh shit, we can't fuck up because they're going to come back if we do. And that's sitting in the back of their head and they fucked up a couple times. But with that being said, that, that's all I got to say about that and Tom Brady. But the interesting thing I found, right? So they came back in that game, which was an awesome comeback, and they tie it up. But uh, I was just absolutely shell-shocked. Amazing toss by Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup to set that game-winning field goal up. But that was the first time, Seg. That was the first time watching Tom Brady games, especially in the playoffs, right? He always has these comebacks. He always does that. Or, sorry, the team, if we want to say it like that. The team always has these comebacks. That was the first time where you've ever seen him do something like where they end up on the short end of the stick. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you have, like, the Super Bowls they lost and stuff. But that one right there. That's my point. Seen? Yeah. They could have been on the short end of the stick 25 other fucking times. That's how many times he's been in these type of fucking games. And I'm saying it's a surprise. And he's won all of them. That's why I'm saying it's a surprise because so, it went the other way. Yeah, that to me just fucking irks me out. That's what irks me out about this man. Because there are at least 10 other times I can tell you right now he should have lost that fucking game that he won. And it's it's all kinds of things. What happens if Matt Stafford overthrows fucking Cooper Cup like Jimmy G did to fucking whatever Emmanuel Sanders Matt, and the about Matt You get what I'm saying though? The Rams fucked up. It's yeah. like th th that dude had to make the plays. The dudes against these dudes, Tom Brady weren't making the plays. It's not that Tom Brady was, the other dudes weren't. Look at Jaquiski Tart. He dropped it. He didn't make the play. That's how it goes. That's football, bro. Yeah, I understand that. You think Tom Brady's going to retire? I, that's the last thing I wanted to get into. I think he was fully dead set on retiring. I think that sucked the soul out of him, seeing what he's done to people for 22 years happen against him. And you can kind of see it, and he said in his podcast, he felt satisfied with the season. You've never heard quotes like that from Tom Brady. I truly thought he was trending towards retiring. But have we ever seen someone with a bigger chip on the shoulder, whether you like him or hate him, which I know you hate him, but a chip on his shoulder for it to come out the news like this, 
this just screams to me, Tom Brady saying, fuck you, we're running it back one more year because I want to go out on my terms. Yeah, good. Let that happen because this is what I was saying to Rich the other day. Even if this news didn't come out on Saturday, running it back one more time for Tom Brady, what do you got to, what what do you got to, it's a Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. It's literally a Super Bowl or bust. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you run it back and you play a whole other year, putting your family all to the side again, uh, risking your body, all the things that you're doing for a whole NFL season to not win a Super Bowl, like, in my opinion, mm -hmm. you're doing all this well, if he's to literally back, win Super Bowl. If, if he's coming back, it's for a Super Bowl, 100%. There's no other reason why. And but after the whole I'm discussion, how hard it is to win Super Bowls and how hard it is for quarterbacks to win Super Bowls and this and that, I, I've been on this thing, man. That Super Bowl they won last year, they shouldn't have won. Like, they didn't win that Super Bowl last year because Tom Brady was magnificent. I, I'm no, not, not going to say that. They won as a team, right? Yeah, yeah. You I, need I the whole team. The, yeah. You need the team. So if Tom Brady comes back this year, you're telling me the Buccaneers are all of a sudden just a team that can keep it going again for another year, win in the division, make a wild card, make a run in the playoffs with all that time in between. And Tom, it's just... I you're understand. just I you're understand pushing your the limit. Pushing the limit, absolutely. Uh, uh, but is there that I, he is the one to for push a guy the limit. like me? Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. But but when at a point when pushing the limit brings it to my side, where dude, you should have hung it up. You go look at his last three years in New England, subpar. Ends his career with a pick six, by the way. Um, you go Was and his look. Last three years subpar with him. He played in two Super Bowls and won one. Yeah, he threw for a record. Subpar though. Subpar. If I go look at the rest of Tom Brady's career. When I go look at the Super Bowl he won with the Buccaneers, subpar in my opinion. I like in terms of Tom Brady's standards. No, I'm not though. I'm not even speaking out of hate. I'm speaking out of the standard of Tom Brady. To me, the ones that he's recently played in, three, four, going back, what, five years now, he's played subpar. Like he's played subpar. You got to a point where like, okay, we're in the playoffs. He made a couple nice plays. The other team didn't make a couple of nice plays. We win the game. But if they lose the game in those situations, then what are we saying? Well, Tom Brady should probably hang it up, dude. He's getting pretty old, right? But they didn't, so that's why it's keep going. So when is it so when is it not when is the not keep going is my point. I think it's I think right now, and I was kind of up on the air in this when Rich was talking. I think right now, if Tom Brady retired, there there's there's people, even like myself, that can't say Tom Brady ever played bad. Right, he never played bad. He never limped off the the field. You know, couldn't was carried off the field. Whatever, all that bullshit. He wasn't looking like Big Ben, Philip Rivers, Eli, even towards the end. All these guys that stayed way too hella fucking long. By the way, all the 2004 draft retired. Tom Brady's still in the league, dude. Tom Brady is gonna retire. I just gotta get stats. Tom in. Brady's gonna retire. I don't wanna hear. Oh, this chip on your shoulder it didn't get out the way you. Well, maybe you should trust your friends a little better then. No, I, I understand that. But He's I think, retiring, dog. But with, no, and I get that, and I think it's the needle is pushing towards him retiring, but I'm what I am saying is if there's one player who would be pissed that the it got broken the way it does, especially with the way he uses media and stuff, to want to come back and do it one more year, I think it would be Tom Brady. And then just to follow up on stats, his uh, subpar Super Bowls you talk about, he's played in four of the last six Super Bowls. He's thrown for over 1,400 yards, eight touchdowns, and two picks. Um Two, uh, three and one in those Super Bowls. The one he lost, he threw for over 500 yards, a Super Bowl record, and three touchdowns. So I don't necessarily think he played subpar. Those were yeah, and the, the one he, Super Bowls the one played. he won was one of them was against the Rams and Jared Goff and the high flying McVay shuffling offense and does no fucking shuffling three, and, and he puts up three points. So yards, you know right? what? I could push back the same way. It's like 
whatever, dude. The one he lost was the one he probably should have won. <laughs> the one he couple that he lost, yeah, right? he should have yeah. won. Yeah, yeah right? should have. It's like it's the whole fucking thing. But you that look, comes back to playing on Sunday. Whatever. It's all that matters, right? The resume at the end. And it's like, all right, dude. The resume at the end. He's got all these titles. To me, he's got nothing more to be doing. No, he doesn't. He's got nothing more to be doing in the league. Unless he wants to. And And that's that's fine. If he wants to, that's fine. But then if he wants to, guys like me have an opportunity to be like, you go look at his year this year, bro? Not great, dog. Like, everyone's like, oh. What are you saying? That's the shit that bothers me. He threw for over 5,300 yards. He threw for 40 touchdowns. What do you mean he played bad? What I'm saying is, in certain moments that Tom Brady has shown us before, he was able to elevate the team. What moments? Elevate... What moments? What moments? This season, yeah, you're saying it. What moments? Uh, the, the the playoff game he just got knocked out of. Where he just fucking had the, a 27 Five losses on the year it. when he's going to win every fucking game. Like You're like, just spewing random shit right now, bro. All this I'm, is wild. No, this, this is, is the shit that no, fucking you're getting gets me wild. so mad. You get wild with your Tom Brady take. That shit just gets me so mad, bro. That's okay. I understand. Like, he had like, an incredible year because he led the league in passing and touchdowns. That's it. Like, because he had the best statistics. That That's literally your take. That's literally your take, because he led the league in statistics. He's won a division. But, like, yeah, won the division where three other teams were out of it. Like You okay. just said, yeah, you think they're going to go back and win the division next year? If he goes back, they're a pretty much locked to win the division. You think the Panthers are going to beat him? You think the Saints and Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon are going to beat so him? So why is he retiring? Because, like you said, he might be at the point where he's ready to go. So then if he's ready to go, can we just acknowledge the fact that he's ready to go for a reason, probably not looking the same. He hasn't announced that he's ready to go yet. People so want to act like, yet. and now all of a sudden he still looks the same. Oh, he's looking the best ever that he ever has. No, he hasn't, dog. Like, cause he's throwing to more weapons, throwing longer, longer ball. Like, to me, it's just th- this is where the stats and all that shit. It just don't matter to me. I'm watching this shit with my eyes. I've seen him throw a couple bad picks, a couple bad balls in games in which he normally would have won. They lost. What games? The games I watched all year that he lost. What games? I'm There's games you. that he won this year that he should have lost that did not look good in. Mm-hmm. He won because of Lenny Fournette has two touchdowns or Gronk has three touchdowns. Like, it ain't fucking, it ain't all Tom Brady just looks incredible the entire fucking game, always looks incredible, and always wins. No, that's not it, dude. No Sorry. one said that. That's that's just not Literally what Literally no one said that. You're just yelling about how you hate Tom Brady right now. No, I'm yelling at the fact that every time Tom Brady is talked about, it's only good, never bad. But there's a lot of bad to talk about with this dude. Cheating a few times as well. Why don't we just throw that into the bag of uh, bundle as well with this man and his resume. Like, this is all stuff that factors in with this man, including how this retirement fucking tour is going to continue to go on. This is This is why I think people like me don't like Tom Brady because this is the type of way he handles himself. Like, if you're actually thinking about retiring, if you're actually thinking about doing a retirement, press all that shit, you should probably have that nailed down for a guy that's all into his TV 12 and and and, and uh, structure and all this shit. It's just lackadaisical to me. Like, it's just lackadaisical to me to a point where, like, this is how it went for him this season too, saying the team wasn't focused enough. Whatever. All right, man. Like, what, you want to go back to New England now? Like, you need the structure and the high fucking intensity of your your uh, ballsy coach or whatever. It's just the whole thing is a crock of shit to me, dude. 
Because now he couldn't do it without Bill. Well, he did it without Bill. And now it's like, oh, well, how long is he going to do it without Bill? How long was he going to do it without Bill anyways? Exactly. Dude should have fucking retired before, when he left New England. But he did. In my he went, and then he won another ring to add to the legacy. Yep, that's it. That's that's what will mm-hmm. always kind of be your fucking last knock on the thing. But the, the last knock for me will always be, well, how did they win that ring? It wasn't because Tom Brady took over and torched the fucking playoffs for Josh Allen numbers for Pat Mahomes numbers till yesterday no it wasn't it wasn't any of that I'll just hang my hat on that every fucking time Tom Brady has never done that in his career even this year with all these incredible stats that you're telling me he's led the league and everything when I watch Tom Brady this year I don't have him as a top five quarterback you got him better than Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrow Justin Herbert Lamar Jackson if he's healthy yeah I mean, you know what I'm saying though. Yeah. You got him over all those guys right I have now. Over some of them, yeah. You know what I'm saying though. I do. Have if you could, if you could pick your entire team and all your players, right? Because it, it matters who the players. Are right, you get the best players in the NFL? You're taking right. I'm not talking 20 years. Talking right now. You're taking Tom Brady over, over some of those guys. That's just a bad take to me. That's just oh, because of experience. Because yes. he has this like no, this, this, this aura of, 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 of making the other team scared. Like, that's a load of shit to because me, bro. <laughs> if you're still listening, my friend Seggy is hurting right now over Tom Brady. He's getting really into this one. Uh, it's just it's a load of funny. shit. Uh, I just can't wait till this dude's just fucking out of the fucking mm-hmm. league. There we go. And no Let one's got to talk there, about there it anymore. There we go. Yep. yep. There we go. So we'll let get it the fuck out of the league. Yep. There we go. There we go. All right. That's that. We can switch it up. Once he gets out of the league, it'll be great. But you'll still have these people talking about him once he's out of the league. Because he'll he's be the doing most something out of the league. Football player of all time. That's fine. You can give him so that. Continue to be you can about. give him the most successful football player do of all time. People talk about MJ all the fucking time. Not really. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They don't, do don't not. Do that. They don't do, do that. not talk about MJ in the regards that Tom Brady has talked about. Because Tom's still playing. That's fine. I'm talking about. Twenty years from now, yeah, Tom Mahomes Brady will be talked about. At the end of his about. career, and they're talking about oh, Mahomes. Oh, he still wasn't as good as Brady, unless he goes out and wins fucking seven more rings. Yes, but that's my point. Is the only reason MJ is talked about anymore is because of what he did. That's it. That's literally the only reason. So Tom will be talked about for going. Literally for the only reason. Did. But what we forget with Jordan, not of all of us were able to see it is. What were some of the things that Jordan did that weren't great? Uh, a lot, by the way. Did a lot of things that weren't great. Gambling, got gambling, out of the fucking league, degenerate. Win a couple times. Yeah. Fucking couldn't win without other players. So I don't want to hear any of that bullshit, dude. That what bullshit are you talking about? The you whole are fabricating things. The whole context of it, like Tom Brady, the man so in the arena. In the only thing that's in there is the good. That's it. No, it's not. He has three episodes about how he lost Super Bowls. Yeah, lost Super Bowls. Okay, fine. Because he played in him, like that's that's the more of his good. Oh, I'm in the your Super Bowl. Giants beat him. That is the reason he's still playing now. You are mad because your team beat him when he was gonna go 19. No, he would have already been retired. But your Bro. team beat him, and he's been pissed ever since. That's just such a that's just such a dumb thing to sound like. Tom Brady's playing because he's pissed. Like that's just dumb. Like oh, I'm pissed that I was the 199th pick. Oh, I'm pissed that everyone doubts me. Oh, that's just, dude. That is. That's just like a dumb thing to be like, oh, that's the reason I'm still playing. Really, that's a dude? Dumbass that's, take. Say, that's, that's a the reason. Fucking take, that's the reason he's still playing. I'm sorry, that's a dumbass. No, take. seriously. You yes, think he's still playing he's still because because uh, people in the media are doubting him? He's had a chip on his shoulder his whole fucking career, dude. That's why he's so good. That's why he's where he's at. Obviously, situation going into play with Bill is the perfect thing that could have happened. 
But he wouldn't have been that good. He was, what, the fucking sixth quarterback taking that draft? He was pissed. First day, he walked in and said, Robert Kraft, I'm Tom Brady. Nice to meet you. I'm going to be the best decision this franchise ever made. You look back, it was the best decision they ever made. The dude, it's very similar to Joe Burrow. Different situations. <laughs> first pick to 199. But if you have that confidence, you fucking have that confidence, bro. Bro. Whatever. I, I just can't with Tom Brady. I know you can't. I just and that's why, can't. Yeah, that's why we could switch it because it's just the same argument every time. But it's, it's, no, it's not the same argument every time. Y'all have the same argument every time. And it's, it doesn't, it doesn't represent what I'm actually talking about. It literally doesn't. Like, the same argument you have for Tom Brady is the statistics, the Super Bowls, the good, the good, the good. It's never about any of the other stuff. None of the other stuff matters. It's all about, well, this is, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Oh, well, th- it's like, okay, so this is why you think he's going to come back this year. All right. But if he doesn't come back this year, oh, the chip's gone. It's like, oh, he lost the chip. All right, dude. No, I don't think it's that. I think he had the chip exactly this year said. when he should have walked away after winning the Super Bowl. And, I get and he's it. like, oh, t- returning 22 and 22. Oh, I still got the chip. People are still doubting me. Well, what happened, dude? You proved your doubters wrong. You fucking had picks. You fucking had a pick in the first half. You played like shit. You got blown out by Matt Stafford and the Rams. What happened then? Turned it around you, and made it a close game. Oh, that's it. Exactly. Turned it around and made it a close game. But made if they one of the got... the best games we've... I mean, like you said, yep. we've had six Even in losses, it's games. it's good. Even in losses, it's good. In losses, oh, this flag call oh, that he had. Oh, it's But never in those games that he if wins the, the they, flag calls. All right, all right. So you get if, what I'm saying. Do you I at understand least understand what, what I'm saying. I, I'm understanding what you're saying, but I need you to understand what I'm saying, too. Because you're talking about this game like they just got blown out fucking 50 to nothing. They were getting their fucking asses kicked, and they turned it around and made a competitive game. Yep. If the 49ers, or I'm sorry, if the Rams went out and doubled down on that first half, and didn't fuck up like they did, which we've talked about, yep. and went out and dropped another fucking 20-something points and beat them by 40, then it's going to be, yeah, Tom, you're done. Get out of here. But it's the fact that they made it close is going to have people saying maybe he's not done yet. Oh, my fucking God. Yep, and then it just keep, the, the wheel just keeps on spinning and spinning. Like, oh, he was able to make it close. So, like, what, dude? Why were they able to make it close? Because fucking... That team fucked up, obviously, and the one team played really well in the second half, the other team played like shit, and then made a huge fucking play in the last minute. Yeah, it was what we saw basically yesterday as well, from the Bengals who yeah, were but down. Yeah, Tom didn't play like shit in the second half. It's a combination. That team sucked, and Tom and the Bucks played well. There's levels. Yes, I understand there's levels to the performance on the field. Lenny had two tutties. Mike burned Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Scotty Miller had a catch. Yeah, that's fine. They still lost the game. They lost the game. They lost the game. And for the first time ever, him standing on the sidelines, it looked like he was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, but that, that's the type of shit that is just so annoying, bro. You know what? Fine. You know what? You're right. Because Tom Brady got to win all these uh, performances. Like, I, none of my shit matters. You're right. No, that's you saying that because you're angry and don't have an argument. No, but that's the shit that actually, that's literally, no, because anything I say, it doesn't matter. He won the game. Anything that I say in terms of Tom Brady and how I feel about him, I'm a hater because cause he actually did it and, and is like, like, it's just bullshit, dude. It's all, it's fucking bullshit. I'm not literally mad at you. No, I know. I'm I more know. mad not, at you're not mad at me. Just you wouldn't be everybody. Mad at me that. Yeah. I'm just mad at everybody that talks about Tom Brady because it's just fucking shit. It's literally shit to me. I'm sorry. It's just, I cannot fucking handle it. 
And didn't I tell you that this is how I thought his retirement would go? Like this, a fucking soap op box opera. Everyone's got to have uh, something to say about it. Everyone's got to have their thing on it. We don't even know if he's done. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what, him. I think that's, that's him what, in a fucking nutshell. No, that's not him. That's Always wanting mean. you to think he can have the no, chip no, and come no, out no. and prove the is, doubters wrong. It's just fucking bullshit, no, dude. But if day. it doesn't happen, then what? This is then Tom what? Brady oh, day. I came up short? Yeah, you did, pal. I think you should you be come more, up short I think before. you should be more mad at the media and what you were touching on before, before you started getting ranted. Fucking bullshit, dude. Angry. I think it's more about the close people in your circle and the information getting leaked, which is why it's like this, because... If that news didn't come out two days ago, it would still be talked about, oh, is he done, is he not? But at least he would be able to go out with his own presser, whatever he wants to do. He will have a presser if he retires. But I think it goes back to what you said with fucking keep your friends close, don't let that information get out. And that's the thing with the media nowadays, too. Everyone wants to be the first tweet to get out the information, and sometimes they don't have the information right. I think back to when Kobe Bryant passed away, and they were talking about, oh, it was just him on the uh the helicopter oh it was him it was his whole family oh it was him and his daughter there was other people you know it's just like wait until you have all the information to get it out and yeah dude i think that's a big problem on, with the media and yeah reporting, reporting in the media, media is, is just problem you probably shouldn't be getting your reporting from like the general media no like, exactly yes yeah. that's why really well that's why i'm saying what i'm saying is you know all these reports have come out and stuff and we'll see uh it's lean looking like he's going to retire and stuff but until i hear it from him then you know yeah, that's fair. Exactly. Yeah, that, I totally. That's how I view it. Yeah. I totally respect that too. Mm -hmm. Until Tom Brady mm -hmm. says on a screen, "I'm retiring," I will not think he's actually leaving the game. Mm -hmm. But people reporting that he's leaving the game, all these things coming out, some some of that shit has to matter. Like I agree. And in a way, if none of that shit came out, we'd be sitting here right now today talking, "Oh, is Tom Brady retiring based on what the game only?" Like, well, no, because he talked on his podcast. Before you know what I'm saying? Though out. it's like saying, some of the stuff yeah. you're gonna report and have an opinion and and base some type of judgment on a, what you're hearing and seeing. So I think the reporting one, is essential. It's just a matter of well, where what you're credible in terms of your sources are reporting, and also knowing that everything that you see that is reported isn't actually. 100% accurate. Yes. And I think it goes in, there's one thing. Because the report is planning thing. to retire. He can retire two years from now. That's what I'm saying. So I think there's there's one thing to be said where, oh, you know, with this podcast, it seems like he might be leaning towards retirement. But then to say he's going to be retiring is like two different things, you know? One is like insinuating that it's going to happen. The other one is like, yeah, no, it's official. And it's not official yet. And that's where I'm at with the whole media. I just reporting. have to ask you this one last question. Then we're yeah. going to talk a little MLB and then I'm shutting down for the yeah. day. What's up, um, I heard this take today. Like, even with Eric Weddle. Yeah, that meant, was cool. I he meant, to, tackles, I meant to shout tackles. out Eric Weddle, yeah. who I've, I've been, I've been propping the Rams D, and then I saw Rams D sign him once I think uh, Troy something went down um, in the secondary. Weddle hadn't played since 2019. Um, yeah, yeah, always been a fan of Weddle. I've always loved um, Led Weddle, the team yeah. in tackles nine yesterday tackles, for the Rams, yeah. nine, um, and was literally like on his couch five weeks ago. Yeah, Apparently cool. playing uh, pickup basketball to stay in shape. Um well, we've seen this before. Obviously, Michael Jordan. I wonder is, how sore hold he on. is, though. After, I just got to think after not playing. For sure. How sore he's Obviously, be. Michael Jordan is a great example of this. Um, I saw Roger Clemens is a great example of this. Retired, came back for the Astros at the age of forty-one, won a Cy Young. I've been doing my research. Yeah, too. yeah, great job. If Tom Brady retires, yep. You think he comes back? Maybe no. Like no, if I he think, retires, he's done. I, I think it's he's done, never done. playing yeah, again. It, that's how I feel. It's done, okay. done. That's why I have this opinion where it's like until I hear it from him. Then I, I can't believe it yet because I don't think he's the type of guy to retire for like a year. Plus, he's so much older than these other guys when they retire. Clemens is different and pitching is a little different. 
Um, you know, in, in the sense of, I know we talk about quarterbacks are protected. You still take a few hits, but pitching, if your arm's still good and you still have the passion, it's something something else. And some and some juice, Roger, but that's okay. You should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but, no, I think if he retired, he's retired, you know. Like, he's not, you know, sending a fax in, I'm back, you know. That ain't happening. Yeah, I don't think he would do that either. No, no, um, for sure. If he's done, we've he's seen done that a good amount of times. Mm-hmm. And Brett that would literally Brett be my fucking good yep, example. Brett yep. Favre. That'd be like literally my worst nightmare. And I do think at the end of the day, just because of how many people have done this that we really don't even think about, yep. I don't think it's out of the whelm. I don't think it's out of the whelm for Todd Brady to be like, yep, you know what? I'm stepping away or I'm retiring. And then like he sits out this year and, and, comes and just comes back for a year. I just, I just... Like that to me is more, that to me is more likely to happen than your take of, well, I have this chip on my shoulder now because this retirement news broke. Now I'm going to play this year. I think it's more likely he sits out and retires, sits out a year, and comes back yep. than it is he backfires with, oh, well, I'm doing it you're doubting me. I'm doing it right yeah, now. Yeah. That's the way I feel I, on it, this it's take. It's interesting. And I see, that would be crazy. I just could not see a dude sitting out age 45, and then at 46 you want to get back out on the gridiron. I mean, it would be a great story, I mean, just I like the, looking at Eric Weddle. Like, yeah. and I'm, whatever, you can lead the team in tackles. Like, even the game prior to uh, last night's game, Eric Weddle had a shot, hit some dude high. Like, I know the jokes were like, oh, you should probably, like, see where we're at in the league. But, like, the dude's been out of the league for a couple years. Like, he probably doesn't even know what the fuck's yeah, good with the, the league. Rules? Like, gotta, you know what I'm know saying? He's playing, coming over the middle. Like, yeah. you don't know what's good. Like, it, you, there, there are examples of this in sports. And if you're going to prep Tom Brady up to this level of, grit and determination and chip i think that plays into guys retiring and coming back that's I just agree. me no i think i think you absolutely hit the um i just me personally and that would just be my his, worst I nightmare his, i know it just would. i know that would be the worst i just think with his that would age, be the worst. with his age if he was uh even a few years young, if he did this at 40 right and then came back at 42 i think it was a little bit more believable but i just for him to sit out i think once he gets the um once he actually hangs it up i just don't know if he's gonna bring it back but also you never know with a guy like that and you know as much as you hate him like you said the chip on the shoulder the uh all that it could happen so who knows it'd be it'll be a wild day on the seggy station if that's what happens i'll say that oh dear what happened um all right so we're gonna talk some hall of fame uh, before we go um but before we talk some hall of fame is there any updates on what's going on with the lockout? I know yeah, you're gonna go use the bathroom right now, so hopefully we'll come back and get some of that. Um, Cause I'll I'll say this to you, Chew. Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, I put up put up a pod the other day with Rich. Um, out of all the out of all these times we've been potting and content, I really I really find myself striving to every time I'm doing this now. It's got to be my, it's got to be my best ever. Um, no more down in the dumps, doubting yourself. Um, you know, you pick up and just stride with what you're doing and just go with it. Um, I think you know how I feel about the MLB, Chu. Um, I asked for some constructive feedback from last pod. Didn't get much of it, but got enough of it. Um, shout out to the person who gave me some constructive feedback. Where they think I'm a little too hard on the MLB, Chew. Oh, yeah? You got that from someone? Yeah. Oh, They're saying go. that 
the MLB being dead to me is a little bit too much. <laughs> no, that's a Seggy take. Whoever, whoever gave that shout out, I love it, but that's Seggy. Baseball and, and Brady just don't go with Seg, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah you know, no, I, I guess mean, my I whole was... thing is, yep. and we can get into the Hall of Fame portion of it before mm-hmm. we go. Yeah, 100%. Like, the lockout there. portion of it is mm-hmm. is kind of a driving factor for me. 100%. They'll get out of the lockout. Like that, it's not. It's not like they won't get out of the lockout, and I joke with you on it. Like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, baseball's whatever, done. It's done yeah, for the year. We're never, playing, yep. we're never playing. We're We'll play baseball again. Like I won't be happy about it. You will. But like they'll they'll iron it out. Mm-hmm. It's it's more the. There's a lot. <laughs> why the yeah. fuck are we in? Like if we're in 2022 and we're a professional sport and we're looking for fans, and we're striving to be like the NFL, the greatest sports organization ever. Is being in a lockout a good thing? And I get it, the NBA's been in a lockout. But that's the type of shit I would say to Rich. No, I was saying the NBA, how it's prospered. Yeah, like, don't be going into lockouts and shit. That's not a good look for what's going on. The MLB, regardless of them going into a lockout right now, Mm -hmm. and I think they were in a lockout, what? 10, 15 years ago? Do you, I don't even know. That, there's been a lockout before. There's been a lot of lockouts. There's the, the biggest one was 1994. They canceled the World Series. What is the one thing I always strike. push back on you about baseball? You you should probably know this by now. Uh, you should know too, what my one many, knock on baseball either is. Either too many games yep, or well that, yeah, that's a given. the controversies. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. why is it that the things that come up in baseball, mm-hmm. when we should be talking about off-season moves and yeah. the Mets pit new manager and pitchers, like... Things that we're going to be talking about in the yeah, NFL. The Giants getting a new head coach. Happen. Who the fuck cares about the Giants? Well, me. So I'm going to talk yeah. about it a little bit. Of course. Worst team ever. But it's off-season <laughs> now. We can talk about them in a realm because they're hiring a coach. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're and making moves. Yeah, we can talk about them and the it's relevant. Yeah. It's optimism. Exactly. Do you know what there's going on in baseball? Even if there wasn't a lockout, just a no good headlines. A lot of, of Javi Baez thumbs Just down. no good headlines. Yeah. Um, Bro, and that's always been my knock on baseball. And now that we're in a lockout, these headlines coming from the Hall of Fame, it's dead to me, bro. I was not willing to go as far as we've had this debate many a times here on the pod. Mm -hmm. Damn, the MLB is going to keep Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame. Well, they did. Well, it's not over yet. And then that's the shit that bothers me, though, too. What do you mean it's not over yet? Well, then put the fucking dude in then if it's not over yet. You're going to vote him in on some side door. Like, this whole thing is a load of shit to me, bro. Like, character clause uh, to anybody going into the Hall of Fame, that's so far out the window, dog. Not even just in baseball. Go look at Antonio Brown, who won a debate about going into the Hall of Fame. Is he not? Character clause? Yeah, right. Like, this whole shit to me, and let me be fair. I am not, I am, I'm actually more on the side with Antonio Brown than you would think. Because I think you start doing, saying, Everyone starts calling you crazy and saying that's a tough that's a tough thing to have to deal with when maybe you're just a fucking dude that thinks a little differently that that sees things a different. I'm not saying everything this man does is uh, defendable. What I am saying is give this man a break a little bit in terms of this dude before all this shit started going down with him kind of getting crazy off first the field. Ballot Hall of Famer it, was first ball hall of fame. So what I'm trying record. to say yeah. is where are we at with that? Hmm? It's the same thing I was saying about Barry Bonds and David Ortiz oh, to Rich last so week. Much to dive in with this, and so. I'll let you just go all him, mm-hmm. but let me just get this last point in. David Ortiz, first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a Red Sox fan if I was into baseball. David Ortiz should be a Hall of Famer. 
if I were to sit here and tell you that David Ortiz probably did no PADs or, or any of the bullshit, to me, that's a lie. Hmm? So, Rich trying to sit here and tell me, well, he's never actually been proven to do it. and never Like, well, neither did Barry Bonds. I can and get into this is the... where I get so messed up, bro. Mm-hmm. Go look at David Ortiz before he went to the Red Sox on the Twins. Check out his career. Terrible. Go look at Barry Bonds' career before he apparently did steroids. Pretty good to me. So what I'm trying to say is, even before this dude apparently did what he shouldn't have been doing, he was still a great player, mm-hmm. and he owns your home run record. Mm-hmm. That's Hall of Fame to me. Yeah. I don't care what the fuck he did. In a sport, by the way, that's been doing shit to get by cheating, the rules, whatever you want to call it, it's entire existence. Mm-hmm. It's entire existence. Go all the way back to Shoeless Joe. Go all the way to the Astros fucking videos we've talked about. Pete Rose and in the everything. Yeah. It's, the it's been like that forever, bro. The Coke scandal of the so, yeah. you know what? Let me end it with this. I would be in more in favor of baseball. Baseball would not be as dead to me. And I would be able to appreciate it more. As I've tried this past year to appreciate it more. Yeah, which you definitely did. And I did. And you did some research. And I watched some baseball. And I appreciated some baseball. Yeah, I know you did. But this right right here is what goes right underneath and brings up the the team into a point where I'm like, you know what? I could get away with fucking cameras and and all that bullshit. I can get away with sticky stuff and we can argue about the dumb stuff. Can we at least have the fucking historics in the fucking Hall of Fame and not have some old head saying, well, this dude should have been in because he had drugs and this dude didn't do drugs, but he might have done drugs, but he's in. Mm -hmm. That's just bullshit to me. I literally hear people arguing about who did drugs and not did drugs for the Hall of Fame for baseball. And I'm like, that's what we're arguing about? You you realize everyone was doing drugs? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Like, literally. So it's like, can we just evaluate the player? And it seems to me that it's just way too objective, subjective. I don't know the actual term that I'm supposed to be using because I'm a little bit illiterate when it comes to these vocabulary words. Mm-hmm. That the Baseball Hall of Fame is just... There's no objectivity just, yeah, it's subjectivity. Just, yeah. It's just so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have a couple things obviously I want to dive into. First and foremost, baseball listener who's on the pod. I don't know who you are, but I'll have Segi figure... Or he obviously knows who you are and stuff too. But I'd love to hear who your favorite team is. I could definitely dive into some baseball stats in the future with you if you're still listening. And then uh, as far as the lockout goes, right? So the last big lockout was 1994, which I mentioned. The players went on strike because they couldn't come to an agreement with the CBA. The 1994 World Series was canceled, unfortunately. Fun little fact, I have three of the World Series 1994 baseballs because they had them printed before the uh, year shut down. So I got a couple of those sitting around, which is cool. Um, as far as the lockout goes now, they've had, they had the first meeting that lasted seven minutes in like December or whatever. <laughs> Nothing obviously happened to that. Last week, I believe they had two meetings that went very well. And as I've done some more research on it, I'm starting to understand a little bit why they're in a lockout. And I certainly side with the players. It's tough. I want the game to come back. But what they're really trying to do, uh, the players union stuff is to one, uh, take care of their minor leaguers better, which is obviously so important that's the future of the game a lot of these kids don't make anything besides their signing bonus and make less than minimum wage they don't get food you know pay for housing stuff like that so that's something that certainly needs to be fixed for the game to continue to grow yeah i'm hoping they can figure that out because it's just so long overdue with the billionaires who own these teams um then also they're trying to raise the um 
the salary for guys who uh, aren't eligible for arbitration or to sign their own contracts. Uh, right now, it's like $550,000. They're trying to get it up to around 700000 I think. And the MLB is in the middle right now, but they're trying to uh, figure that out. The players are also trying to get a salary floor in baseball because, you know, we've talked about it. Max Scherzer is getting paid more than two or three other teams and stuff, too. So they want to make it uh, a little bit more fair with the salary floor. So there's a little bit more parity in the league, which I like. And the owners, uh, you know, there's talks of a universal DH in both leagues. The owners want to add more teams to the playoffs for more money. Players don't really want to do that because if you have 14 out of 30 teams going in, basically if you're around a 500 team, you have a good shot at making the playoffs. And it kind of just waters down the playoffs a little bit. So I'm uh, obviously money is king with this, but I certainly side with the players with don't let too many teams in the playoffs. Something to be said for making the playoffs, I think. Um, and yeah, a meeting today they can start ironing out some of these things and uh get an idea when the season's going to start obviously we don't know until they come to an agreement uh they'll either have to agree on their old cba while they work to make a new one extend it but that's not going to happen they're going to really fight for their own cba or a new cba to make things a little bit more fair um and then quick shout out to dick monfort the owner of the colorado rockies you're an absolutely huge piece of fucking shit scumbag i hope you have to sell the fucking team um, sorry if this person who talked to Segi is a Rockies fan, but I'm sure you probably agree with me. This dude literally came to their meeting with the MLB and the MLBPA, and he came in as a billionaire and said, you know, it's really not worth it owning an MLB team. You can't really make money. Bro, you're a fucking billionaire. You didn't make your money owning a baseball team, and then on top of it, you also traded your generational player, Nolan Arenado, and $50 million to have him not be on yeah, salary. So yeah. that's a big you problem. This is, Fuck you, yeah. Monfort. That's obviously plays into the thing. but This plays into my thing mm-hmm. on it. Like, exactly. And that pisses money, me off. That mo- makes- yeah, this is what yeah. pisses me off, though. It, if money is driving this, this disagreement with the lockout, mm-hmm. I have a fucking issue, dude. Yeah. Like, these dudes get paid way too much money anyways. I can understand the minor league thing you're talking about, and I, and I hear that. But let me ask you this, Chew. Say you weren't an athlete. If you were at any job making $500,000 annually, mm-hmm. and they told you that, well, we might be able to get this up a little bit more or whatever, like, but we might have to lock out the business. So you either get your $500,000 or your business might be shut down for a whole fucking year for another $100,000, right? To me... I'm just I'm just losing sight of mm-hmm. for that one for that one dude to get a little bit more money for the whole team to get a little bit more bro you got this dude Rockies dude can't even pay his fucking d- thing the, the, the same thing out, yeah. of one one dude on the Mets yeah the one dude on the Mets the whole roster of the Rockies so Rocky, Rockies make more than the Mets but whatever I know what it is saying. I know what it's you're like saying, yeah it's like get, get this a little bit more refined with the money and it'd be mm-hmm. probably less of an issue between the players and the, and the people. And that mm-hmm. this is what's been going on with the MLB. Yep. And on top of the money problem, then you have the cheating problems. And it's not even just the cameras, bro. The sticky stuff we went through. The whole yep. fucking checking the pictures. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, when you bring this stuff into perspective, they're worried about that shit mm-hmm. and not even worried about, like, the main shit that has them in a lockout. Yeah. That's my whole point. They're yeah, worried so about I, sticky shit. No, like, that's what they were worried about. No, they're not worrying about Not that. right now in the and lockout. Were, I'm talking about during the season. All they were worried about really was that. That was the main fucking thing, right? Yeah. Get, figure that out. It's but like they, 
But they you also, knew the lockout was coming, but like you, you know what I'm saying? It's I know, like, but I think, get fucking I don't know priorities these, straight. I don't know all the information on it, so I can't say this with 100% certainty, but I highly doubt they really did any discussions over the CBA until it got to this point. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Hardball. My point. And, and the whole thing is it's going to hit a point where, you know, these owners and stuff, they're going to come to an agreement eventually, whether games are forfeited or not. That's going to suck if they if it does happen. But, you know, we'll get to that point eventually. But I, it, it definitely sucks. It's always... Especially since we started the pod, we've been harping on all the bad. I guess things, it's but yeah. One but thing I, guess I do it... want to touch in on though, what I did like, um, because the players and stuff kind of realizes they get so, uh, and I understand it's a lot of money, like you said and stuff too. But take that out of it because it's a different different workforce, different pay grades and stuff like that. But what they're trying to do too is because a lot of these guys and these young guys who are under control for cheap, like Pete Alonso has made more money winning home run derbies than he has as he's been an MLB player so far. Um, what they're trying to do is like a season like Pete, for example, when he hit 53 home runs as a rookie and broke the record, they're trying to get a big community pot for these players who are pre-arbitration eligible. So let's say you have a guy like Tatis who just led the league and well, let's say he didn't sign his huge contract, right? And Tatis just led the league in home runs. They would give him a certain bonus for like doing that or winning an MVP or something like that. So they're trying to incentivize these guys who don't get paid as much to get more money for, um, hold on, uh, But yeah, they're trying to incentivize uh, a little bit more money for the younger guys because one of the things they talk about too is uh, you see all these mega deals and teams can certainly sign them and stuff too, but there are some guys who are struggling finding deals or they're not getting the huge money that they deserve and stuff too. Uh, so they're trying to get guys to make a little bit more money earlier before they hit free agency because the way it's been working is a lot of guys aren't getting these mega deals, even though we are seeing a lot of crazy deals. And stuff I think too, it's just, so. I think it's just more for me when you put into perspective and I think sports has always kind of made this tough to put into perspective. Yeah. How, like the, the amount of money that athletes make, you can go drag it into NCAA, right? And I've talked name image likeness and how these players can make money now mm -hmm. all for it. The average person is not even coming close to making any of this money. Mm -hmm. So, when you put in the 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 daily life things that happen outside of sports, right? To a person making fucking twenty five million a year, it's a lot different to the dude making twenty five thousand a year. Yeah, and yeah, I can understand. Okay, this dude isn't making as much money. Let's try and get him a little more. The whole point is, if you're an athlete, not only a professional. But NCAA, you're making pretty much more money than anybody right now. Like, if you're good. You could be a streamer and be good on video. Yeah, if you're good, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. You got to be good. But if you're good, you're making some You're making some coin off yourself mm -hmm. or off of what your production, yeah, your yeah, performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Either way, that's how it's always been. So, mm -hmm. I don't know, bro. To, to act like the MLB doesn't have enough money to pay the players, to act like it's the ridiculous. fuck... It's just ridiculous. Yeah. The money is, is driving everything, which mm -hmm. is why I've always kind of hated the whole idea of it. Because I... Right? I used to have this... Money I went through this whole thing, around, right? Yeah, I made this... But, like, that's the thing, bro. You can grind. You can grind to make as much money as you want, and you, got, you get all this money. But, like, are you happy doing that? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
to me, that matters in a way. Mm-hmm. So, like, it used to be like, okay, well, that's what you have to do. Make as much money as you can. Make as much money as you can, right? Make it all the money you can. Like, everyone's trying to make as much money as they can. Like, all right, man. Like, what about the people that aren't making any money? What about the people that make only a, this is how much money I make, flat rate? There is no elevation whatsoever for any more type of money. Bonuses, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Any of that. Like, to me, it just sets a bad... It's it's just a bad... When we're talking about money, and mm-hmm. then we're just strictly putting it back into the baseball terms, mm-hmm. it's just a bad look. When you're look when you're talking about money... And, yeah, especially when there's a pandemic and, yeah, and people are exactly. hurting people out of work. That's it. I get it, but I think what I'm trying to do with this, and it's... I totally understand what you're saying and stuff, too. Like, we don't make good money and stuff. We have our jobs and whatnot. You know, we make what we make. It's tough when you compare yourself on this grand, um, you know... Scale. Scale, exactly. Exactly. they make so much. But I'm trying to take just the normal person, myself, like, out of it. And yeah. just try to view it of one side and the other. Yeah, I and get I that. side with the players. Even though these guys make more money than I'll ever sniff and stuff, too. Yeah, but, I get that. You know, I side with them. And I. it's obviously stupid that, uh, you know... These billionaires can't pay minor leaguers who are making below minimum wage. Um, so it's tough with that, but obviously yeah, that's but that, something that's that hopefully to me, they that, do yeah, solve. That's, a, that's just a knock on baseball, bro. Yeah. Like, you don't have NBA owners going like, you know what, dude, the players want a little more money. Nah, bro, well, well, I don't have NBA it to is, give. You know what the NBA is? The NFL doing that? They doing that shit in golf, tennis? Like, I saw golf I raise the purse for women's majors over five million dollars because there's like people are people are let's raise it up like Mm -hmm. they're doing that shit without people being without the players like you know what i'm not playing unless we do it that's just stupid it should not get to that point it's a little bit different though because with baseball i think the nba you can compare it in a little bit right you see what they did with the g league and they built it up so much to actually make it a viable option instead of going to college and stuff too who was it jalen green did he come from the g league yep yep so you have some guys like that they build up they're, they're minor leagues, for lack of yeah. a better word. And I think that's what the baseball uh, players and stuff are trying to do to help these kids out. And I see, uh, even though I don't want to say this, I guess I can understand from a business owner standpoint of, like, the owners, right? If they don't want to raise all, like, their pay for, like, these minor leaguers. Because think about how many minor leaguers there are, right? Yeah, I know yeah, they got I under, That's what like, I was going to so say. Many guys there's too many guys. There's, there's so many people who aren't going to make It's tougher to compare. And, and stuff, too. So I understand. But at the same rate, it's not fair to have these guys trying to go out and chase their dream but still make below, you know, minimum wage. Too many and I guys. I think that's where you got to get it to an even Too thing many guys tougher to compare. Food Last pushback is this. Yeah. Uh, if, if the, I watch NBA every day. Yeah. If the NBA wasn't on, like, COVID, they shut down the NBA, yeah. but the G League was on, like, yeah, I'd watch it maybe, but that's the only time I'm watching the G League, dog. Yeah. Like, I ain't watching the G League to, like, see what Jalen Green's doing. I'll catch that on the highlights. No, like, no. Like, the G League is meant for those guys to it's potentially not, yeah, elevate make, themselves. It make the league so much money. Kind to of like the NBA. Yeah, like, it doesn't... It is, the G League loss. is not for the fan base. Yeah, it's for the development of the league. But that's what I'm saying, too, because it's, it's best for the players in the league as a whole with what they're doing with the G League. And I think what the players in baseball are trying to do is try to mimic that, in a sense, where they... I mean, minor league baseball has been around forever. But I've been to minor league thing. baseball games. No, Norwich Gabbard, CT Defenders. Yeah. All those games that were over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to get a Yard Goats yeah, game this year. Exactly. Too. I really yeah, I would go to those stadium. games. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I'm that's down cool, with that. Yeah. That's. But as a whole, like, but, I don't know how much money that the, makes the MLB. What's, you know what what that's what I'm saying. What the fuck does that have to do with the MLB? Because the, the future of the MLB is... Is either, coming from the Yard Goats? Yeah. 
Your goats are double A. They're two stops away from the MLB. Yeah, two stops away though. It That's what I'm saying. It's just so too many it's too dudes. Yeah, it's. I mean, they also did cut a, a crazy amount this past year because of COVID and stuff. They cut down the amount of um, minor league franchises and stuff too, but. Uh, that's the thing, because with baseball, it's different. You draft a guy, it's going to take four or five years to develop. Like, the last guy to literally, like, play college and then immediately come and, like, squat up for an MLB team was Mike Leak, a pitcher for, like, uh, in, like, 2008 or yeah, something like I that. I do not understand so that about baseball. Well, that's, that's the one thing I don't get about baseball. Like, you draft these players, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're having a draft. And stuff like that, yeah. And they don't even see the field for, like, what, four years, potentially? Four years is kind of a fast track if you get them from Either way, school, so, yeah. it's like... But that's the thing, though. It's it's so that is clearly important. Then Mm -hmm. your your build up leagues. Yeah. So why so why is why would the MLB have any pushback on that? That's my point. That's what makes no sense. And I agree with zero sense. If this is where your game is coming from, what does it matter how much they want? Because it's that, and then it's also like the other stuff. How much money am I making? If I'm exactly, so it all factors into one. It factors into one collective. Yeah, but that's agreement. the and thing. That's the problem because it's they use things as leverage. Like, oh, you want universal DH? We could create fifteen more jobs. Like, oh, then you got to give us fourteen playoff teams instead of twelve. And then this side, it's like we don't want fourteen playoff teams. That means the shitty teams that didn't deserve it are gonna get. You know, it's it's a messy, ugly situation. Yeah, and but I that's agree the with thing. you completely. Where it's wouldn't you want to build up your minor leagues? Wouldn't you want to make that better for your players? Uh, give them more. Um, you know. Opportunity that just to makes be no sense you know? to me. And I like, agree. And as I a, as agree. a, I'm not a big baseball fan. Yeah. This shit going on with baseball makes me not like baseball. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the way I feel about it. Even if I was like on the fence, like, what are we doing here? No, I think you, I think you hate the the way the league is run. It, I absolutely hate, I hate the league. The way baseball. baseball. I don't think you hate. That's baseball. probably a better you know way to put it. That's, that's probably a better way to put it. I hate the way the league is run. Yeah, I know you like baseball, but you hate the way the league is run. You hate how it's always controversy. There's never good things like we talk about. That's fine. And I completely agree. But when, but when something's run bad, badly, wouldn't you want to fix it? That combination of that Mm -hmm. and. There's a difference between something being run badly, Joe Schmo gas station down the road, something being run badly, national television, 162 games a year, professional sport. Like, mm-hmm. there's the same way there's levels of how much money people are making is the same way there's levels that the MLB and these businesses should be held to a higher standard yeah, yeah. than fucking Joe Schmo's coffee shop down the street. Yeah. Like, if he's running his shit badly, but he's making the money he wants. And his, whatever, his employees hate work. Keep fucking doing you, Joe. But if you're the MLB, this shit constantly happening throughout the time of your sport being around is directly related to the people involved with running your sport. Yeah, and the lack of it's leadership. It's a fucking problem to me. And that's the problem because the, um, you know, the owners. Even the NFL that the claims like, oh, we got the best, you know, we got the best commissioner in sports. The NBA got the best commissioner in sports. I think you know the NBA what, does. You yeah. know what I think is very interesting about going throwing those type of statements around like the nfl for example i don't know how many people saw this i think it was divisional round yeah because aaron Rodgers was still playing so that's divisional yep. round yeah divisional halted uh testing the athletes yeah halted testing the athletes um after doing so that all year the best product on the field but that that to me is literally bending slash amending the rules to make more money to make more money yeah so at the end of the day any serious a topic we want to talk about mm-hmm. jobs relationships covid health any of that that literally the overarching ruling factor is money mm-hmm. and that is kind of always put a damper on all this for me not even just baseball because no, we've seen it a little bit 
But, like, no. you think some of those other things I mentioned would give a little bit more of cause of concern than just the money factor. But that's never the case. Mm-hmm. Even Joe Schmo down at his coffee shop, the only thing he's worried about at the end of the day is being able to make his money to pay his rent. To, to All that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's... It just puts all this shit into perspective of me. I was like, is everybody making money? Is everybody working? Like, okay, you can get an inherent, whatever. Like, it's just crazy because you can't do anything without money. Yeah. And it also makes me appreciate all the things I have paid for. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I've gotten to a point now where I'm like, well, shit. Like, if you can't make all kinds of money, you should at least appreciate the money you have and the money that you're spending. So it's like, I don't know. To me, the MLB's got it all out of whack, bro. I feel it. I do want to uh, touch in... And pitchers and catchers are supposed to be born in a couple weeks. Rich's favorite time of the season. Yeah, and it's what? First pitch here is what? April 1st? Like, that ain't happening. Like, if none of that shit's happening. goes today and stuff, too, and if there's progress... um, I don't think any of that's happening. I agree. I do want to dive into the Hall of Fame a little bit. You did mention that. Uh, I certainly have a lot of takes on the Hall of Fame, and... um, Yeah, it just goes to show again, it's another problem with baseball. Um... You know, and this sucks because hopefully they figure their lockout shit out so we can actually talk about the good things. But you look at the Hall of Fame voting, and it's obviously ridiculous. You have the MLB's all-time home run leader not in the Hall of Fame. You got the dude with the second or third most strikeouts in MLB history. Yeah, doesn't he have the most Cy Youngs? Yeah, He has seven Cy Youngs. He won one in 1986. He also won an MVP that year. He won one in 98. I think he won one in around 93, 94. Unreal. Back-to-back with Toronto Blue Jays, 98 and 99. Unreal. Got traded to the Yankees because he wanted to win a ring. See, this is why I can't even talk about this shit. I can't really talk about this shit because yeah. you just read off Roger. Like, I have some of the shit on here. I have yeah. some of Barry Bonds' shit on here. It's like Roger you, Clemens, two you can't just read this games. shit off and be like, well, that's not a Hall of Famer. Know, that's just yeah. dumb. I know, I know. That's I just dumb. And Especially have- when... This is the problem I have. Yeah. The dude that was overseeing all this, Bud Selig, isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame. Aren't there actual dudes that probably, if not, whatever, were around when steroid era was here, are in the the Hall of Fame? Yep. And Bud Selig was commissioning the MLB during that era. Yep. In the Hall of Fame. Yep. Where are we at? Exactly. Where are we at? No, I know. I think. The Where, thing where's Bud, his character clause? Right. Well, the thing with Bud Selig too is he did help bring a team to um, Milwaukee. He did, you know, get them. Brought Hank Aaron and stuff too. But I agree. I'm not saying I'm not giving an excuse for anything or like that. I completely agree. Where it's kind of ridiculous how he gets in. Then you have some of these guys. Um, what does bother me is obviously uh, Ortiz Hall of Fame career certainly deserve it. Great postseason performer. Hit 688 in the 2013 World Series to win World Series MVP. Did he do? Did he do PEDs? Yes. Hold him out. Yes. Well, I'm a bi- the, I'm a big David Ortiz guy. Ready? That's the problem for me. Well, yeah. No, let me get into. Hold him out. So there why was... the fuck is he first ballot? Let me get into. So Just one please problem... get into this. Yeah. So one problem I have: you have David Ortiz <laughs> who failed a drug test that was reported in the Mitchell report. Get in on his first ballot. Yeah. So the guy Mike Piazza, who was not on the Mitchell report, was didn't get into his fifth ballot because he had pimples on his back, which could be a sign of using steroids. Such a fucking uh, joke, dude. The problem dude. I have with it, the Ortiz thing, I do understand. That's a fucking joke. The thing with Ortiz. Can you at least Mitchell understand report, that that's an actual fucking joke? Yes, and let yeah. me get into it a little bit. The reason why Ortiz got in on his first ballot, one because he's such a lovable dude with an amazing career. I think that plays into it certainly. But the thing is, is. Because he got shot and lived? No, no, not not just that. You know Poppy. It's Poppy, bro. Yeah, but we you get Poppy. what I'm saying, though? Yeah, but the thing is, so he failed that drug test, right? But the MLB didn't have 
like steroids and stuff like that, on their banned substance list at the time. So all these people on the Mitchell Report, you look at guys like Ivan Rodriguez, who's in the Hall of Fame and stuff too, they were on this, they were using stuff. That wasn't technically, it was a loophole, because if you shouldn't have been using it, Yeah. but it technically wasn't on the list of banned <coughs> substances. And then I think when you get into the story with um, Bonds, who was a Hall of Famer before 1998, when they said he first started using steroids, and then his second half of his career, Hall of Famer, but um, you want to go him, him and Clemens. Apparently, they lied under oath, which is a whole different thing. You know, they were in front of Congress. They testified. You had Brian McNamee or whatever his name was. Um, Roger Clemens trainer said he saved a syringe from when he injected a needle into his ass in the bathroom and stuff, too. He had it in a Coke can all saved. So there's like a lot of this stuff. But I still agree with you at the end of the day. It's these are two people and there's a handful of them. You have Sosa, Conseco, yep. all of them uh, in. Mc mcguire all of them in or out of them out these guys yeah and, that's it and all of them are out all of them are out but i think they should all be in because these are the poster children for what everyone was doing and that's what i have a problem with because these are the po and these were are still the best players in the league and you look at their stats before steroids were rampant in baseball and stuff too these are incredible people and they're keeping them out and it's just i think even take the even take their stats before steroids were rampant mm -hmm. uh whatever not everyone was fucking doing that shit when they were doing steroids. Exactly. There were people doing steroids not doing well, right? I'm sure there were. There were people that did steroids and didn't hit mad home runs, that didn't pitch at the fastest. So, and I think people think too with steroids. You right? still got to be fucking good. Exactly. That's what I was going to get. You still got to be good. Steroids didn't make Barry Bonds have the best eye we've ever Do seen. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. It yeah. Might have made him hit the ball a little we're on the same page here. You know, and the big thing with steroids too in baseball, a lot of people don't realize How much this. did it actually change the stats? It helps with strength. It, it, it could help a little bit. I mean, I'm sure Barry Bonds popped a few more home runs because he was Fair, strong, but did but it help enough where if more people were doing it, then it clearly didn't help them. Well, I mean, there's cases you look at a guy like Brady Anderson for the 19th. Are there any guys that we were like, wow, this guy was fucking terrible, and without steroids, he didn't do shit. I could argue David Ortiz. I could argue David Ortiz. I, I don't know about that with Ortiz because by the time he got to the Red Sox after the Mitchell report and stuff like that, there was rampant testing. They really geared it up. So maybe he juiced before, but then it didn't. He was still an incredible hitter. His bat to ball skills, his ability to hit in the clutch, all that. That's my that, point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, when does it matter when you're juicing? Mm -hmm. If you're able to still do that. Yeah. And I think the thing with juice, a lot of people don't realize like HGH, steroids and stuff too. Yeah, it can help you build up a little bit more strength, make you a little bit more in shape and stuff too. Or a lot, obviously. But the big thing, it's used for recovery. These guys play 162 games in like 188, 190 games. I know I've read, uh, I can't remember some of their names, but people say, I use steroids. You say 190 to... days? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they play like pretty much six months straight. You yeah, know I know. How it is, and yep. I know how you hate how the season's so long. Yeah. But a big thing for steroids back in the day was to help people recover and get, you know, Better. For, obviously, it's going to so, give you more strength. But the steroids, what it does is it, it lowers yeah, that, your recovery time so much that like you could train like a savage, right? That, and then the next day you're ready to train just like you did, and you build more muscle bro, over it. But your body's recovering. That's so much my faster. knock on fucking that. Mm -hmm. That's literally my knock on baseball, though. Yep. Is like, and you like, want to bring a character. If, yeah, if you're gonna say, all right, like these roids and this and all this shit, like this is this is what caused us to have a problem. Well, then, then why the fuck were you allowing that? Like, the, did you... It's not that they were allowing it, it's because they were turning a blind eye. Sure, but, like, caught, then you didn't do anything. Exactly. It. Yeah. But, like, that's part of the story. The MLB that's part of the story. Yeah. Like, if you sniffed it at the butt and fixed it up a little cleaner, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have this problem going on for your Hall of Famers. Yep.
But you didn't do anything about it. Yeah. You fucking tried to sweep it under the rug. You tried to act like it wasn't happening. Just like the same shit with the Astro scandal. Just like all the same shit. Oh, it goes back through history. And but that's the that's problem. The problem. Yep. And I want to talk because you brought up a character clause, right? You brought up the character clause earlier. And that's one thing I do want to touch on because obviously you could say like, oh, they lied under oath and stuff too for like Bonds and Clemens. You look at a guy like- Lied under you, oath. Yeah, okay. So Barry look, Bonds is a liar. Like that's the type of shit like, okay, bro. Like I've lied before. Am I a liar? Lie, like I don't I don't lie, look at it like that. Lying, lying under oath. Do you get what I'm saying though? I do. In a way. Let, let me just explain something to you. Lying under oath when you are in a courtroom or something like that is illegal. If you yes. swear to be under oath and then you lie, then it's illegal. Yes. But, but, what, I'm asking, but what I'm asking- for, you is if you lie under oath illegally as a sports athlete, what even actually happens to you? You go to jail for that? Did any of those guys go to jail? There were talks about them going to jail, but then they decided that they didn't lie. Of course. They said there was no perjury. Yes, but... Uh, but like, that's the thing. When push comes to shove, it's like, you lied under fucking oath. You got to go to jail for this. There's a loophole. Oh, yeah. Ask everybody about loopholes. Ask Novak Djokovic how he feels about loopholes. It's like... The whole thing, to, everyone's looking for a loophole, bro. You're looking for a loophole. I'm looking for a loophole. Everyone's looking for loopholes. That's part of the problem, though. Where the hell is anything genuine, standard, structured, not loophole, not fucking greed, not fucking uh, arrogant? It's all the, it's all this shit, bro. You can go any place. You know, that's what I used to think. Oh, I'm working at this one place. This is the only place this shit happens. Nope. Go fucking pick up another job. Shit happens there, too. Go pick up a job from there. There's going to be the same shit happening there that it was happening at the other two. It's You're not going to be able to go to any type of place unless you're running your own business and you got to go in the way you want and be like, oh, well, this is exactly how I thought this was going to go. It's just not a thing. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. That's and just I do, not I a thing. I want to get back into the character clause, though, because there's one person on the ballot that didn't make it who has a very controversial last few years. Uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer, certainly. Um, over 3,000 strikeouts, two 300 strikeout seasons, an incredible postseason performer, remembered for his bloody sock, Kurt Schilling. An absolute shitty human being. He said a lot of fucked up things, which I certainly don't agree with, and I hope he changes his perspective on him. But you're holding him out for a character clause for things he said. That's kind of things that make me mad because you go back and look throughout history. Uh, you had Mickey Mantle being an incredible womanizer drunk. He was incredible. He's in the Hall of Fame. Babe Ruth murdered his wife, set his house on fire, and then continued to play baseball, didn't get in trouble. He's in the Hall of Fame and revered as one of the greatest baseball players ever. You go back, you mentioned Shoeless Joe. He's been blackballed from the Hall of Fame for that whole scandal. And the other eight men, or I mean seven men, eight men out. Great movie, by the way. Talking about the Black Sox scandal, uh, 1919. But then also you look at guys like Ty Cobb, right? He once fought a man, a black man, and almost killed him because the guy told him he had a good game way back in the day. Uh, you look at the first commissioner of baseball, Kennesaw Landis, or whatever his name is, Mount Kennesaw Landis, so, something like that. He refused to let black players play, um, and he's still a name on the MVP trophy. So there's so many things that they need to fix. <laughs> yeah, that's so dude. ridiculous. And you bring this whole character. But that's the problem, it, and it drives me crazy. We're in 2022, <laughs> trying to act like we we don't have any racism, segregism, sexism. That shit's all around still. Like, we try to, oh, we make these strides and shit. Yeah, we can talk about it and, like, oh, yeah, we still, we make these jumps. This shit's not going to end. No, no. That's the sad shit, bro. Sad, yeah. That's the sad shit. All this, all oh, the NBA's done all this for social justice, NFL, social justice, all this shit. It's Doesn't still happening. Anything, yeah. Still fucking happening. You're still seeing the shit happen. Yep. So, to me, it's like, 
saying the cliche stuff like, oh, we've made strides. That's not good enough, dude. That's not good enough. There's got to be a point where things aren't good enough to the standard that we need to be at where we're currently at. Mm -hmm. And I just look around everywhere, and it's just everything's down, bro. The only thing really up, NFL, right, right, the sport – some of the sports, like, other than that, dude, it's like everything's kind of gotten brought down with this mm-hmm. whole fucking and then one last character thing wanna, clause. You no, can do that on anybody. Go look, go talk to Aaron Rodgers right now. Like, that, his character clause has been affected by the things that have happened this offseason, even now leading into this offseason, depending on where he goes. Yeah. That affects how people judge the way Aaron Rodgers is as a person and is as a player on the field. I still think that stuff affects some of his blunders and shortcomings on the field, the way you're acting off the field. that That's, that's I don't know. And character clause for Aaron Rodgers, it's like, what? Like, are we going to get through and go through character clause to everyone? Let's just chill on the whole character clause shit. You want, you want me to tell you what I think is a fact? There's a lot of bad people, not good people, that are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, not in just baseball. Yeah, no, all, sports. all sports. Yeah. Like, not everyone's a good person. <laughs> there are... There are people that are... I think, using, I think using are, the character clause, because, like, either you don't like a person or you don't want to vote for him, is just, like, a stupid thing. It is, know? but it's, it's... almost like the Aaron Rodgers MVP thing from the Chicago guy. It's like, you're a bum for doing it. It is, but I also think it's... Yes, but I also think it's this whole thing where, like, if you're... Whatever, we're all good people, right? We all start off as good people or whatever. Whatever way you want to look at it. Like, people can do something, a mistake, something bad. Doesn't, doesn't mean they're not a good person. person. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, where are we at? Like, mm-hmm. like... Where are we at with, okay, this dude's a bad person or he just did a bad thing? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Where are we at? Is is AB a bad person or is he just doing bad things? Like, like that, that that's where I'm just, I get so caught up in all this shit, dude. Like, I like to think I'm a good person. If I start doing a bunch of bad shit, am I now a bad person? Like, if I start going off the rails, fucking, you know causing scenes and shit fucking threatening to hurt people yeah it's a lot different when you're not fucking famous but even you go take a dude average dude off the rails like that's my whole that's my whole problem like the average dude off the rails what's happening to that person going checking into the fucking you know it's the whole shit to me is fucked up the whole shit to me is fucked up. And that's where I will agree with AB. Like, the second you're looked at by anyone as like, oh, this dude's insane. This dude's fucking lost crazy. It's like, all right, dude. Like, maybe. But it, he could just be doing some bad shit. I don't know. <laughs> like, I like to think that yeah, that, people that's that a do... Tough case, because obviously it's, um, you know, everyone has their own things going on and stuff too. And Antonio Brown's a different case because there's clearly something wrong mentally with him. And whether he thinks he's doing right, it's it's not that. And I'm not saying, you know, he's a bad person or anything like that. I think he's a good person. But, like, dude, people run into these ruts and have problems. He's had recurring things happen. I hope he figures it out and stuff too. But it's like, I don't know, that, that's a whole topic for another day, I think. But uh, I did want to just get into, I know you're going to laugh at this, going back to uh, the voting and stuff. They are instituting a new ballot for the MLB besides the regular Hall of Fame voting, which is so stupid, by the way, because you have all these reporters who are the guys who vote on people for the Hall of Fame. I, and, you know, it's like that in a lot of sports yeah, and awards and stuff, too. It should, so be, the, it should be people who are associated with the league or are playing it. And I think the way it works with the today's ballot, which is what they're putting in, I think it's um, around, like, October, November time, 
it's a ballot of uh, there's 12 people and I think it's 12 people who are either in the Hall of Fame or contemporaries of the people they're voting on. So it's I think uh, like Clemens and Bonds need to get nine out of 12 votes, the 75 threshold to get it. But I think yeah, with that being too. said, but with them actually having your contemporaries <laughs> vote on it as opposed to a writer who you probably badmouth back in like 91 who's not going to vote for you. I think it's just it maybe hopefully as we go with baseball and I feel like we're always saying trying to right their wrongs maybe they figure this out and get those guys in the Hoff but the fact that they didn't get in on that ballot pisses me off and the other thing that really pisses me off with that ballot it's been happening the last few years and there's always this talk about how like oh like they let everyone into the Hall of Fame now yada 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 and like I hear that in baseball a lot because you know me I follow a lot of baseball They're letting, that's actually st- statistically false you go back and look from like 2000 on they are allowing less people into the Baseball Hall of Fame than they did back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, yep. all like that. And people are like, oh, they let everyone in, stuff too. The fact that these guys aren't in is ridiculous. And yeah, then I look at other problem. cases. I look at a guy like Billy Wagner, right? Statistically, the second best closer off of all statement. time. It's completely false. Yeah, the only person in MLB history with, I think it's a strikeout rate over 12 and a whip under one, that's Billy Wagner. And the fact that he's been on the ballot for a few years and isn't close is just ridiculous. You got guys like... Um, I mean, Trevor Hoffman, he did have 601 saves, which is inc- incredible, but you stack up Billy Wagner's 422 saves, and what he did in less time compared to him is literally twice as good of a career, and he's not in, but Trevor Hoffman gets in first or second ballot. It's just stupid. Not I don't understand like it. it, dude. You got guys like Scott Rowland, a fantastic third baseman who put I just up don't even fucking understand bases, it. underrepresenting the MLB Hall of Fame, and you just, I don't know, It's it just goes back to the the writers voting for people and there are good writers there are bad writers and stuff like that yeah but too. like that's so this is my yeah you got a guy this will like be my barry last bonds. point then i gotta go though barry bonds 10 chances on the ballot roger clemens 10 chances on the ballot no hall of fame it's like the whole thing that happened with mina kimes i know you're not the biggest mina kimes fan, no i actually like, i've learned to love mina to kimes me it's she like, knows so much so i just to me up. it's like bro you don't like people always like oh you you didn't you play, have so to you play so you yeah, no, like that's what that's that's fucking dumb as shit yeah. You do not have to play or watch or know anything about baseball to know anything about Barry Bonds and be like, that's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. To watch Roger Clemens highlights and be like, that's a Hall of Famer. Like, this is where I get so fucking messed up with all this shit. What do you mean, bro? That's just a fucking weak-ass weak excuse from what? Like, the fucking trolls who think they know shit about baseball? Yeah. That think they're a baseball writer and played baseball in high school so they know everything about baseball? Yeah. Like, bro... Like, you didn't make it past high school freshman year just as right. me, dog. I know just as much as you. Keep it fucking piping well, down. That, Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. That's kind of how I feel like on Twitter. That's where I'm like, okay, Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. I'm like, back oh, to football. Dude, I'm back to the NBA. Yeah. I'm just, I'm off on the MLB when I see stories like this in the MLB. Well, that's with every that's sport, it. but you just bring up a funny point. It's I see it on baseball Twitter a lot and stuff, too. It's like, oh, they're shifting him. It's like, oh, dude, just hit the other way. You realize this dude's throwing a fucking hundred mile per hour fastball in on your wrists? You just hit it the other yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, just hit it the that's, other way. That's, that's yeah, how that, you know that very, dude doesn't that's, know anything that's about equivalent baseball. Equivalent to the sixty eight mile per hour fastball you faced in JV. Yeah, Absolutely. It's just so dumb. No, and it, it makes me laugh and stuff too. I, hopefully, I guess that's where I learned out where they have Hall of Famers. I guess that's where I've learned to appreciate being able to talk about sports, knowing I played some sports. But even if I didn't play sports, like I still feel like I could talk about sports and and be able to have content and and have enough knowledge to be mm-hmm. able to do it and not get criticized for it. Just this whole fucking thing now. Where you, like you said, it's you get scaled up upon. Yeah. Like, whether you're male, female, or not. I could be a male talking on ESPN about football. I never played a lick of football in my life besides Tritown. Yeah. But if I was doing the shit, yeah. what the fuck? Exactly. It's just, 
No, that's the type of I, shit I, I see on a daily basis where it's constant hate, bro. And it's like, why are we even why, doing this? Why is this? Yeah, what that's the, the problem? Like, with you can you can too, say yeah. something about and be like, oh yeah, blah blah blah, like joking around about me in the comments. It's like you would never go and write that in her Twitter no. comments. No, I, do you know I, what I'm saying yeah. though? It's and just I, like that to a point where I'm like, and I was thinking about that too after the Jeff Garcia thing. When I was, like, roasting Mina Kimes and stuff, I'm pretty sure it's because she said, like, Drew Locke is not a starter in the NFL. Yeah. I'm just, like, a Drew Locke home. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, a joking, like, a, this woman knows so and much And she's more right on the money. Than I could ever know. Yeah, yeah. She's absolutely right. And I think the Jeff Garcia thing, you look at it, it's obvious what it is. It's just kind of, like, uh, you want to get your name out there and, like, kind of, like, you know, to defend his 49ers and Jimmy G and stuff, too, to, to bring in, like, oh, he never played a lick of football or anything like that. That's I mean, just that's, that's so just stupid. a bad statement to yeah. make. And then I agree with you. Everything you just said, Seg, you nailed it. And it makes me think about when the Mets, before uh, this offseason, they were hiring, like, interns and stuff, right, for, like, their analytics department and, like, all this. And one of the key notes on it on the bottom was you don't need any baseball experience for this job. Yeah, you don't. And And – they were getting roasted, obviously, on Twitter and stuff. You have all these yeah, of you know, course. sophomores in high school making fun of it and stuff, too. But that's so true. I mean, and I think about what Steve Cohen does as a business owner with his point seventy two and stuff, too. It's you want to recruit the smartest, hardworking people, and you can teach them baseball, you know? Yep. You could teach them a different skill. Mina Kimes, you know? Yep. She never played a down in the NFL, but she knows tenfold what I know about football. She yep. could break it down to me so I actually understand what's going on, you know? And it's, I don't know, it's one of those things where... Especially the Jeff Garcia thing. It's like, bro, like, slow your roll, man. Like, just keep your mouth shut. Why are you bad-mouthing someone who's clearly good for the growth of the game and explaining things? And I think it's great, too, with, you know, the influx of women in sports. You look at Kim Ang in baseball, and there's a couple of female coaches. Yeah, there's hired. a lot. And I think it's great. Like, what Mina Kimes, Laura Rutledge, like, these people. Yeah, are there's a lot. Women to, like, who want to get into the sports field. Yep. Like, sports is for everyone. Yeah, there's know? a lot. And there... I even think back to um, the, the pitcher, the girl in the Australian League, who's, like, 17 years old or something. She uh, made headlines last month or earlier this month because she was pitching. And it's like... People are like, oh, she's a girl, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, if you can get out there and pitch or you can get out there and hit or, like, you know how to coach, you know how to scheme stuff up, like, I want the smartest mind or, like, the best talent, you know what I'm saying? It's not – I hate how it has to be like, oh, you're a girl, you can't talk about football. It doesn't matter what yeah. you look like, sound like, any of that. Exactly. Dude, not, when if it comes you know to what sports, you're talking about, it doesn't even have to be sports. About, yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. And, yeah, dude, I completely agree with that where I see more and more that even not in sports where it's like, oh, you could – like, oh – Chewy, whatever, Chewy went to school for this, or Chewy has been working in this for so long. Like, this is all Chewy can do. That's completely yeah, false, you can dude. do whatever you want, yeah. That's completely false. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's where I've learned, like, you've seen plenty of examples. I've talked to plenty of people where I'm like, wait, what, really? You were a fucking golf professional, and now you're an NBA referee? Exactly, Like, yeah. just shit like that, where it's like, what? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, bro. You, it's all about what you want to do. Yeah, you can't let it define you. You are your own person. Yeah. You go out and do what you want, and that's That's it, bro. Absolutely, bro. That's it. We're crushing it for the day. I'm clipping the recording. That was a long one. That was a long one, but that was a good one. That was a good one. That was some great content. Hell yeah. Gotta go pick up my car. Yeah, you need a ride? And the Twitch stream. Yeah, I do, actually. I was yeah, gonna ask my neighbor, but I'll no, probably just you. go with you. It's yeah. on the way. Oh, Alright, peace out, people. See you all next time here on the Seggy Station. Smatties.